You're listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Well, I'm here right now with the Beyond Synth family. This is technically episode... Hold on. Let me check my notes here. <laughs> this is episode 321 of Beyond Synth. 321. Nice. One, two, three. Cool. What'd you do in the 123rd episode? Do you want me to actually check? <laughs> now yeah, I Andy, do. Go do that right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give me a sec. All right. Hold on. Okay. Episode one, two, three. Was with Iverson. Nice. Alan Iverson? That's a big get. Fuck, he was good back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked all about baseball. He signed one of those deals where you get deferred payment years down the road, and apparently he's like broke and running out of money. Is he <laughs> baseball or basketball? He is basketball. Yeah, shit. Baseball was my first guess. I don't know shit about sports. Anyways, no, Iverson, of course, the uh, the group. And uh, I was meaning to actually, I'm going to do a catch up with them at some point because uh, the last album they put out was uh, really good. So they deserve, uh, they deserve, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they, they deserve to have their word out there. And, you know, they got a lot of cool things to say. I mean, it was fine until you said it with that voice. Yeah, I don't know what it means. They deserve to have their word out there. <laughs> Oh no, is this not this shit again? Is that where they do the double single fucking thing? Is it? This year? <laughs> no. No. There's no double single this year, is there? No, because it's weird. It's Buff Daddy and then Faye. It just seems like there's two to get, like the. Anyway, it's alright. <laughs> no, I think it's just <laughs> like two a... separate songs this time. So upset about that concept. The, just a coincidence there's two in a row like that? Yeah. Like the Puff Daddy and then again it's Puff Daddy and then Notorious B.I.G. Yes. Seems like a coincidence. Well, it was just a big year for them. What about Elton John? Oh, yeah, this is the year of that, right? There's two songs there. Oh, it's a double. Yeah, it is a double. So there is one in there. Fucking shit. I'm giving it a one. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I, oh, fuck. I didn't even realize it because I thought it was just Candle in the Wind 1997. Mm-mm, there are two of them. This is that one. We'll talk about it. Yeah, I, I yeah, want to yeah, talk later. about this Sorry, one. guys. Sorry, but guys. We'll talk about yeah. it later. Yeah. Oh, we're teasing the audience. Let's go to a song. Uh, anyway, look. And this is Beyond Synth. That was our cold open. Yeah, this is the, uh, <laughs> of course, this is the Beyond Synth family show. <laughs> we have been talking about the Billboard number one hits of the 90s, and we are continuing that series with the hopeful goal of actually finishing this year. It would be very, very exciting. And we're on the year 1997 this year. We have 12 hits, because I've just been informed that there was a double single again, which Marco loves. And (laughs) not that many songs this year. So I thought it would be fun to maybe play some trivia. So I got a trivia game for us to play later in the show. I've got some letters to read. We got some birthdays to do. I did message my Discord and say, hey, you guys want to say something because we're recording. And it just ended up being a string of nonsense. Ace Buchanan (laughs) said, I want Andy and Mike to be more abusive to each other. Yes. Oh, no. Maybe I'll just dub in some Mortal Kombat sound effects. What, like killing me without my defending? Yeah, I'm going to dub in some Street Fighter sound effects. Fuck you. Okay. Anyway, so I'm Andy. Uh, what? Uh, and uh, I'm here today with... 
<laughs> I just realized, do I ever say that? No. Episode 321. Introducing Andy. <laughs> I'm the new guy. I'm taking over for uh, that old guy. Who the fuck are you? I'm the new hip... Uh, fuck this. I'm here with uh, Florence Bullock. Hi. I'm Florence. Oh, hi, Florence. <laughs> How you doing today? I'm good. I'm not dead. Okay. What? Is that, is that the metric we're working with now? Just, well, yeah. Hey, any day above ground. What's going on with you, Florence? I got sick, like, this past weekend. Did you have COVID? Did you get the vid? I was thinking, like, I definitely have COVID. There's no way. I took three goddamn COVID tests, and they all came back negative. Two were rapid. One was a PCR test, so I'm, like, pretty sure I don't have COVID. But, yeah, for one day, I was, like, delirious, and it was awful, and I was like, yeah. I'm gonna die, but no, I'm, I'm here. I'm good. Well, that makes me happy. You know, my wife, she was taking PCR, the, the um, take-at-home tests. Are those the PCR ones, or are those the... The rapid... Those I think the, the rapid, rapid tests, yeah. The rapid ones, and PCR are the other ones. And her, her rapid tests came back negative, like, 12 times in a row. Yeah. And then did a proper one, and the proper one came back positive. <laughs> That is why I did a proper one, but it also came back negative, so I was like, okay, how's your wife doing? Fine. Good. She contracted the novel coronavirus. Oh, dear. But uh, the rest of the family was fine, so... Uh, well, as long as you are okay and she's okay... But mostly me, right? Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here also with Marco Merrick. Hey, everyone. I'm a little burnt out, but uh, I'm still alive as well, so that's something. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I, I want to make a big deal about Florence still being around, and then you're like, I'm still alive. Fuck off. <laughs> no, of course, I'm glad. It makes me happy that all three of you are still alive, or else it would make recording this show very difficult and sad when I would have to replace one of you the immediate following week. How quickly do you think I could do it? Do you think I just wouldn't have to do family shows for a while? I think you could do it instantly. Well, how available is Phaserland? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he's got people in the wings ready to go. If any one of us fucks up, he's just got like... Oh, yeah. You know Andy. Yeah, Andy has understudies ready. Yeah. Oh, understudies. Understudies. I want to meet my understudy. Who is my understudy? (laughs) The point is this. Well, you know, the voice you just heard there talking about understudies is, of course, the third and final... Wait, are you the fourth member of the Beyond Synth family? I am now. I was about to say the third, but then do I not count? Do I count? No, you're the daddy. (laughs) But the dad is part of the family? Not in my house. No one gives a shit about this one. Okay. Anyway, the point is this. I'm here also... I'm here also with Mike Mendoza. That's the theme song from Jackie Chan's First Strike. (sighs) Okay. A reference we all get. (laughs) (laughs) So, Marco, of course, has been picking all the tracks for these most recent family shows, and today, he'll be doing it again. That's right. I got another 10 or 11 or whatever tracks you need this week. Really good stuff. (laughs) Whatever you need. Whatever you need, Andy. I got it. All right. Axion had brought out an awesome album. I'm really liking this one. It's got great artwork and everything. He's got a full LP that just came out called Superior Firepower. It was hard to pick just one, but I ended up going with uh, Ninja Commando, and and that's available at all the usual outlets like Bandcamp and Spotify and all that shit. All right, man. Well, let's listen to it. It's uh, brought to you by my amazing Beyond Synth supporters on Patreon and PayPal. 
Well, and uh, and after I thank the kings of the Pattersons, I'm going to do something different this week and go backwards from the $5 donors and shake things up because, you know, every week I shout out these names in the same order and I just want to spice it up. So uh, first, a huge thank you to the kings of the Pattersons. That's right. Chris Dance, Mike Shima, Mystery Donor, Mike Erdahl, and the $50 guys, Brandon Decker, and Tim Carlton. And this is Axion with Ninja Commando.
All right, and that was Axion with the song Ninja Commando. Marco's first pick this week, and it was brought to you by the great Patreon supporters. We got a new patron this week, Non Solo Inglés. I hope I'm saying that correctly. N-O-N-S-O-L-O-I-N-G-L-E-S-E. Non Solo Inglés. So thank you for becoming an awesome Patreon supporter. Please let me know if I'm saying that correctly. I think it's an Italian thing, but it's all in one word, so it's, uh, anyway, whatever. And of course, the $5 Pattersons, Jacob Hafstrom, Dave Woolston, River Avenue, DJP Rocks My Heart, Matthias Johansson, and Vincentane. And we're back with the Beyond Synth family, Mike, Marco, and Florence. Now, do we get started on the first 1997, like, number one hit, or should I read a letter first? What, what should we do? Three, two, one, one, two, three, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's do a, a song, uh, one of the 1997 songs. Did we do Tony Braxton from last year? Yeah, yeah. Unbreak My Heart is last year. Unbreak My Heart. We can skip that one. It what spent we four do? weeks at the end of 1996 at number one, and it spent the first seven weeks at number one in 1997 for a total of 11 weeks, dog. Well, how about that? Well, uh, what what did you think from last time? Uh, I've deleted my notes. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess Andy right, gave it a two. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was all right. That means you were indifferent. Yeah. Okay. The end. Yeah. Florence, you gave it a four. Marco, you gave it a one. I like this Tony Braxton song. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's a good, good. She sings well on it. I like a five. It's a five. While that song was in theaters in 1997, up until February 15th. So we've got Jackie Chan's first strike as the first movie released of the year, Bazinga. Uh, then the Relic. Did you see the Relic? Didn't it have a cool title sequence? Yeah. Had a cool. Um, it's got a good action. Tom Sizemore. That's who it is. Am I thinking of Relic or am I thinking of another alien in the sewers movie? Yes. It's got to be the Relic. No, you're thinking of Chud. <laughs> I'm always thinking of Chud. <laughs> Turbulence with Ray Liotta and Lauren Holly, which was that weird same time competitor with Executive Decision. I like Executive Decision better. <laughs> any movie where uh, stupid Steven Seagal dies is going to be a better movie than anything else. <laughs> I wonder how much they paid him got, to die because that's his ego. There's no way. I mean, I don't know how he agreed to that. You know, really, it must have been a lot of money. What's even more baffling is I went back and watched the sequence, right? And they give his death no fanfare. No, like it doesn't even play super dramatic music. Like the two planes are connected, and Kurt Russell just says like, "We're not going to make it," and Steven Seagal just says like, "You are," and then sacrifices himself by closing the hatch so that one plane can get away, and then it just cuts to a far away shot where you see like a stick man just fly away from the plane for maybe like (laughs) five frames it looks like a gi joe figure with the clothes on (laughs) yeah yeah and that's it like that's the scene and it doesn't do a slow motion or anything like it's just he's just gone and that's it which is really surprising because you think like they would have milked the drama of him dying or whatever like that would have been my clause like if i was like super egotistical i'm like listen i'm gonna die but it's gonna be like full-on slow-mo like gandalf and like enya is gonna play and there's gotta be like a 10 minute scene afterwards (laughs) where everyone's crying about that Steven Seagal died. Crying, yeah. yeah. Beverly Hills Ninja also came out. Did you ever see that one with uh, Chris Farley? Yeah, that was funny. I like that one. I never actually saw it. I know that Liu Kang is in it. That's all I know about. That's right. He is in that. Yeah, Yeah. he is. Metro with Eddie Murphy, which was, that was a bad movie. I remember he had weird hair in the poster. He had those weird little roles. Fierce Creatures was like the pseudo sequel to A Fish Called Wanda. I didn't really like that movie. Yeah, not as good. Oh my God. Speaking of Beverly Hills, Eddie Murphy and Fish, we just got a (laughs) 
fish and Cameron named it Axel Foley. <laughs> it's like some kind of fucking 70s game show. <laughs> that was That's amazing. A fish called Foley. I should say, you know, I'm very harsh on these sort of 90s lists. Before we started recording, I'm like, but at least the fucking movies of 1997 are pretty awesome. But then I'm looking at the best of 97 list on IMDb and you're just listing off all this shit that I just remember looking at the VHS going, nope. <laughs> So hopefully we do get around to talking about the good movies. Meet Wally Sparks <laughs> with Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, it makes you laugh. Star Wars came out again that January. I remember going to see it. That was a big deal. They had all the pop culture snacks, tie-ins. And I remember eating the Doritos and getting the lenticular fucking pogs inside. That wasn't January. I thought that was December. When the special edition came Yeah, Mike. Is 97 the year of the of the special, special editions or the yes. THC sound? Yeah, yeah. special Redux. editions. Special edition, yeah. THX, sorry, THC. THC, I bet you're on THC. How high are you right now, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Dante's Peak, which was the shittier version of Volcano. I like Volcano. I know there are people who like Dante's Peak more, but Dante's Peak. <laughs> that darn hat. That darn hat. Shit. <laughs> 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 that sounds like an awesome. Hold on, I'm writing that down. I'm putting that in my ideas folder. <laughs> <laughs> that darn hat. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute power with Clint Eastwood and Gene Hackman. <laughs> what, what do you suppose the plot of that darn hat is? <laughs> like, is it like different people put it on, but then it like turns them into assholes, or like, is it a, a hat from out of space? Oh, you think it's a space hat? Space. Is that not what that cat is? Is he from space? Um, no, I might be thinking of the Christopher Lloyd movie. That's like my favorite Martian or something. Yeah, okay. I, I picture that darn hat as a hat that jumps from person to person. So, like the Sisterhood of the Traveling <laughs> Pants or whatever. Yeah, 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 Except yeah, yeah. with the hat. <laughs> the okay. sisterhood of the darn hat. So is it like um, <laughs> vignette starring characters? Yes, I think so. Okay. And finally, Vegas Vacation. I loved that movie. I think the soundtrack is awesome. One of my songs, I think one of the Marco Merrick jingles, was ripping off a like five second clip of incidental music from Vegas Vacation. Nice. Hey, that sounds like trivia. No wonder it's so good. And that is the uh, first section of movies. It's a longer list because this freaking song was on the list for seven weeks. Wow. Well, hey, then, how about this? Let's listen to it. Marco, play me another song, and then we'll actually get into the, some music. <laughs> All right. You have the funniest segues, Andy, I swear to God. <laughs> Funny, yes. Debatable. It's debatable. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, watch out for Snakes. No stranger to the show. He's got a new album out. It's really good, actually. I'm really enjoying this. I think his music's getting better and better, and uh, this artwork's great on this one, too. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. The album is called Disintegrate, and the song that stands out to me is called The System. All right, and before we play it, I'd just like to thank the awesome Patreon Pattersons in the $5 Club. We got Echo Vector X, Kempop, Shadow of the Night, City Lights, Mr. Magoo Samurai, and Neon Zone. And this is Watch Out for Snakes with The System.
And that was Watch Out for Snakes with The System. Marco's second pick of the week from Watch Out for Snakes' new album, Disintegrate. And uh, that was brought to you by the great Patreon supporters in the $5 Club. Like Harkaden, Christopher Hudson, The Naked Flame, Captain Big Bucks, Steve from The Matrix, and Tron Javolta. And we're back with the Beyond Synth family. We're looking back at the year 1997. We're supposed to talk about music, but we just talked about movies. This might be a movies-heavy episode. <laughs> yeah, because when I when I looked at the list on 1997 on IMDb, there were like so many movies that I was like, oh my god, a lot of these are like really big movies that I reference all the time. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good year, but again, I'm looking at the best of and not the list that has my darn hat in it or my darn cap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my as far as I'm concerned, it's my darn hat. <laughs> Wait, you changed it to my darn hat? It was that darn hat five minutes ago. Was it? Yeah. Hold on, what did I write in my notes? <laughs> Yeah, it is that darn my darn hat. My darn hat. Oh, no. And now it makes even less sense that it's jumping from person to person. It's, it's full on somebody's hat. And at the end of each segment, the wind blows it off and they yes. go, oh, my darn hat. Yes, no, that, that was away. what I was picturing was the hat in the wind. And then the poster is just a hat, but like someone stepped on it on a sidewalk. So it's an old timey hat. So like yeah. a fedora? Like a fedora? Like an Indiana Jones hat? Well, like a fedora that's been stepped on. That has to be the, or like a pork pie hat or something. It's not a baseball cap for any of you people confused. <laughs> I think we're getting into weeds about the hat here. Um, okay, well, let's get into some music. And we got uh, Spice Girls with Wannabe. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Make it last forever. So what did I give this? I gave it a two. It's tricky because this song was huge. It was always played and so it's hard to separate. And I, I get that it's sort of a fun song. There are some vocals in this song that annoy me. Which part? Like the... Because <laughs> for me, surprisingly, I don't hate it. What? And the video is weird. The video is super weird. At the beginning of the video, they're just saying, like, if you want to be my lover to some children coming out of a limo. <laughs> like, that's like the opening bit. That was acceptable back then, Andy. <laughs> yeah, it was a different time. <laughs> Um, yeah, so no. I, I, I gave it a two. I think it's 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 there. Uh, Florence. I gave this a four. Ooh. You know, like all of my quote unquote friends at the time were obsessed with the Spice Girls, which meant that I was obsessed with the Spice Girls. So this song has a lot of nostalgia to me, even though I've never seen this video. Actually, well, I mean, I've seen it now, mm. but I had never watched it. And yeah, it's definitely a weird video. It's kind of cool because it's one continuous shot. So that's kind of like a cool little editing thing. But yeah, I don't know. It's nostalgic. It's it's great. <laughs> it's great. That's the end of it. Hey, let, let's see how Marco feels about it. <laughs> yeah, Marco, how do you feel about it? <laughs> I, I, give it I give it a one. I never liked it. And I guess it's kind of catchy, but some of the lyrics are just so annoying. And I've heard it <laughs> so many times. Like I don't even know what any of the lyrics are. <laughs> Like, I don't think I've ever looked up the lyrics. Like, what is this song about? You gotta get yeah, well, that part where they're like, right? the name of this house? <laughs> Yeah, so I give it a one. I mean, I don't really have anything nice to say about it. I mean, they did great and they made lots of money, so good on them. You know, I don't know. <laughs> good on them, but I give them a one. But fuck good you. on them. <laughs> 
Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Mike, how do you feel about Spice Mike, Girls? I'm a five. It's super nostalgic. I think I bought this single on CD and listened to the instrumental a lot and a lot. One of those songs that like made me want to make music. It's just a fun pop song. It's great. It was everywhere. It's on TRL. Nostalgic for me. Uh, I'm a five. Baby. Nice. Daddy. Well, let... I don't like it when you do that. So Daddy. I want to... <laughs> Do you want to read a letter? Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? All right. So I got a letter here from Dav, Dav and Kay Dobson. He's written in before. I think I've always found it confusing trying to figure out if it was Dave or Dav, but it is Dav. He uh, He's commenting on the last episodes we did. Okay, I've got two thoughts about this episode. One... TLC's Waterfalls is abhorrent. The lyrics, don't go chasing waterfalls, stick to the rivers and streams that you're used to? If that's not a thinly veiled argument telling people to never have aspirations and to just be okay with settling for whatever shitty deal society had given them, I don't know what is. Then he says, two, Kiss from a Rose has crazy Ren Fair vibes, and after you read this, you will never be able to hear that flute melody <laughs> without thinking of people in tights going, Methinks thou will not find corn dogs in the Middle Ages. Oh, yeah, then he said this, which made me laugh, because this is actually a perfect name for fucking My Darn Hat. Because I was, I kept on messaging him, like, How do you pronounce your name again? Because I know we've been through this and I fucking forgot. And he's like, Hey, dude, it's fine. He says, My full name is Davin Keir Dobson. It's a Gaelic name from the 1800s, friggin' nobody can say right. Don't it. I've been called every other name in the book. David, Darren, Gavin, Dave, Don, Davin. Shit, I was once even called Dagwood for like a month straight by the dad of a girl I dated for a while. And I couldn't stop laughing about Dagwood. Like, fucking Dagwood. Oh. Could you imagine, like, you're dating a chick and then the dad has, like, so little respect for you and then calls you Dagwood? <laughs> I don't think he's dating her anymore. Or else I just made fun of this guy's father-in-law and wife. <laughs> Oops. That's my dad. He's Dadwood. Yeah. Dadwood. <laughs> that darn dad. <laughs> anyway, I agree with Dav about the uh, TLC waterfall lyrics, but not necessarily because of their meaning, but just because it's like a corny sounding metaphor. Like, it just never sounded right to me. What would you want them to say? Don't go chasing oceans? Stick to the rivers and streams that you're used to? I'm not sure. The stick to the rivers and streams that you're used to, it's sort of like they're writing a poem and they're like, all right, stick with water metaphors, but it sounds kind of weird. It doesn't flow as nicely. Yeah, but he's more complaining about the actual sentiment, you know, the sort of stick to your lane kind of thing. <laughs> well, the Empire Strikes Back special edition came out February 21st. <laughs> That's way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Then Sorry, Dad don't go good. chasing. No, no, it's cooler than don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not saying it's cooler than Dagwood. Davin. <laughs> His name is Davin. John Ratzenberger is in The Empire Strikes Back. Apparently, what? He's listed on the credits here for the special edition. Maybe he did a robot for like, you know, one of the new CGI editions or something. Ooh, I should look that up. I don't know who that is. Cheers. He's like Pixar's main guy. Yeah, cheers. Mm. <laughs> main guy for what? He does a voice in like every Pixar movie. Like, Oh, yeah. He's the guy who did uh, like the voice of the pig. That's not like I'm doing Kermit. <laughs> hey, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> he does the pig. He's one of the fat people in Wally aboard the spaceship. What, what else? he have done yeah. in Empire Strikes Did he do that back? primordial dwarf in, uh, what was that movie? <laughs> oh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> my, my darn dwarf. That is that is a deep cut. <laughs> Speaking of which, Leprechaun Four in space, February twenty fifth. <laughs> hey, that's my birthday. Wait, they already had four Leprechauns by ninety seven. Oh my god. 
<laughs> Donnie Brasco, Al Pacino, Johnny Depo. Yeah. Depo. Depo. And uh, Michael Manson. I like Michael Manson. We got um, Kama Sutra, A Tale of Love, a softcore Cinemax porn starring Naveen Andrews from Lost. <laughs> 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 we all saw that. <laughs> I've seen that a lot on Cinemax in 1997. Listen, Jungle to Jungle with uh, Tim Allen Ooh, and Martin yeah, Short. Yeah, I saw that one. Private Parts, Howard Stern. I love that movie. That movie's actually way better than it has any right to be. Yeah, that movie's freaking hilarious. WNBC. Like, it was actually a really funny, well-made film. Like, you, you don't want it to be, and it's got that stupid poster. <laughs> and I just remember seeing it recently and going, oh, this probably didn't age well. And it actually is a good movie, and I enjoyed watching it. And I'm like, oh, okay. It was directed by Betty Thomas, which I think is a thing that I remember getting pointed out to me because... I was watching this women directors thing on Turner Classic Movies. Private Parts and Wayne's World are known for women directors who, like, got $100 million movies. Those movies were, like, super, super popular back then. And then we got Return of the Jedi Special Edition. Starring John Ratzenberger. Well, look. <laughs> Marco, play did me another do, song. Did he do the Yuzum? Do you think he yes. did? I don't know. Yeah, I'm a yeah, yeah. That fucking. <laughs> yeah, the the guy who sings with size noodles. Oh fuck him, man! He overshadowed the band. I hated that guy. Uh, yeah, and then honey, uh, honey, we shrunk ourselves. Oh, and Crash, the sexual thriller with James Spader. That was a weird one. Soon to be a Lego game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marco. <laughs> yeah, all right. I got a nice song here for you from um, Sunglasses Kid. He's got a new album out. It's actually um, some long versions of some music that he released on Instagram, some ideas that he put out, and these are the full mixes of it. Um, there's some really good stuff on here, a lot of like soundtrack kind of stuff. The album is called Nightlife and uh, it's an EP apparently even though there's eight tracks and uh, it's available at Bandcamp right now and um, I chose Broke Down Love to play off it Andy okay let's do it this is Sunglasses Kid and it's brought to you by the wicked Patreon supporters in the $5 club like Jeremy L. Corp King Koopazilla Arcade Eyes Chest Press Magoo Prophet of Jupiter and Kevin Taylor and this is Sunglasses Kid with Broke Down Love
And that was Broke Down Love by Sunglasses Kid, brought to you by the lovely Patreon supporters in the $5 club like Bogdan Krivoy, Anders Enger Jensen, The Axel Effect, Watch Out for Snakes, Christian Micklebust, and Fifty Shades of Beige. And if you dig Sunglasses Kid, you should uh, check out the Beyond Synth back catalog because Edward's been on many, many times. He's always fun to chat with and he's uh, great at improving 80s and 90s retro synth music on his Instagram. So if you follow him there, you'll hear some uh, fun stuff. And uh, speaking of 90s, I'm here with Mike, Marco, and Florence. And we need to listen to another number one from 1997. So this is uh, Puff Daddy featuring Mace with Can't Nobody Hold Me Down. Everybody want to be fast, see the cash. Fuck around a weak staff, get a heat rash. Anything a bad boy, way we smash. 100 stash, push a bulletproof E-class. Puff Daddy has the illest Dream and Eddie Griffin is in this video. <laughs> That's the best way to describe this. I gave this a one. This particular song just doesn't have a strong chorus. Ultimately, the only part of the song I like, and we talked about, we've been building up to this moment basically where we keep on mentioning every episode what to do about rap songs that feature samples if the sample is like the coolest part of the song. So I'm just going to lay out right now that my personal rule is if the best part of your song is a sample from somebody else's song, then I'm probably going to not rate the song very highly and in this particular instance like the best part of this song is a sample from Grandmaster Flash's track The Message and that is just to me like a more fun song and I don't think this song builds on it in any way it's just rapping over top of this other thing that I would just rather listen to the other thing so that's why I'm not particularly fond of this one uh, Florence I also gave this one for literally the exact same reason so I'm not going to reiterate or yes I will reiterate what you just said <laughs> Yeah, because the best part of the song is the Grandmaster Flash sample, and they, yeah, they just rap over it, and that's it. Like, yep. So, get to one. Not doing anything special. Yeah. I agree with you. (laughs) Me too. I agree with you. You agree with me. Uh, Marco. I agree with you guys wholeheartedly, but I gave it a three because the original song is so freaking good that if if this version came on, I wouldn't turn it off. I'd probably turn it up. Even though I totally agree with you, like, I'd rather listen to the original. I love the original so much. But it's just that melody or whatever is so fucking good that it just translates so well. And and I, and I get what you're saying. I mean, the, the best part of it really is the original part. And um, I don't think there's a lot of creativity really in that in this version. But uh, I still gave it a three. So. How about you, Mike? I don't want to reiterate what you guys said, but uh, <laughs> I think the original song is better... <laughs> And it kind of just sounds like these guys are just rapping over it. And I give it a five. I give it a five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do give it a three. It's kind of nostalgic, Ooh. but there are other Diddy May songs from this time that I think are better. I thought you were going to say there are other ditties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Salt Diddy. There are other, there are other ditties that, that are Diddy, better from Puff this. Diddy's. 
<laughs> is it Daddy now or is it Diddy? What is it? He changed it, didn't he? What is it now? It's just Sean. You just call him Sean. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Obviously, as we see from the charts, he's there a whole bunch. And I remember it was a big deal at the time. And he had like a silly name and people like to say it. I have not kept up with the pop culture. So like, is he still big or has he gone away? Like, what's his deal? You know, he was he was he was popular for these songs. And then he did the uh, MTV studio show. Where he shut the studio down every week. But then after that, yeah, it wasn't kind of... Did he invest in clothing? <laughs> I, yeah, let's look at his portfolio and see. <laughs> All right, so we got Godfather re-release. Liar, Liar. That's a really big, big movie. Was that one of the top ten, Andy, on your list? Uh, no. I remember it making a lot of money. Liar, Liar is not in the top ten. And I'm just going by the IMDb list, so it's based on yeah. how people rate them. Selena. Selena. The Devil's Own with Harrison Ford, which I don't even remember that movie. Six Man with Marlon Wayans, where he was like a ghost who played basketball, I think was the <laughs> plot of that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Baps, um, Black American Princesses with Halle Berry, uh, cult classic now, terribly received back then. Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. I didn't like this movie. I like the first one better. And then we got Chasing Amy. Do you like that movie, Andy? Um, I do, and I think that it's his better one. I mean, as far as like Kevin Smith movies go, like I, I to be fair though, I have not watched it in a long time. But when I did, I liked it. Fair enough fucking double team with Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's a classic. That's the one with Dennis Rodman. So bad. The second one where he plays twins, right? No. Oh, no, no. That's the, is this the basketball one with the counterfeit jeans? Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman. Isn't, is this the one where they like wear monk outfits and they're like in an old abbey? What's the counterfeit jeans one? Maybe we're talking about the same movie. But isn't Dane Cook also in that movie, weirdly? I have I no I idea. <laughs> okay. No, it's got Mickey Rourke as the uh, bad guy. And is he making counterfeit mm-hmm. jeans? Oh my god! <laughs> That's the plot. Fuck. No, he's putting nuclear bombs in all the jeans that they're selling. Hold on, hold on. Double team, Jean Claude. Okay, plot. After retrieving a truckload of plutonium stolen from a U.S. military base in Croatia by freelance international terrorist Stavros, anti-terrorist agent Jack Paul Quinn retires to southern France with Catherine, his pregnant wife. A government representative tells Quinn that Stavros, Quinn's nemesis, has become active again and convinces <laughs> Quinn to... Okay, uh, okay arms dealer... Stavros, counterfeit jeans, fingerprint scanner, analyzing information from terrorism. <laughs> God, I can't find it. Okay, so one of them has counterfeit jeans. Oh my okay, God. Well, <laughs> Jamie, pull that up. Hold on, hold on. What the hell are you talking about, man? Jean Claude. So confused. Counterfeit jeans. Are you talking about knockoff? Yes. You're talking about knockoff, fine. Yes. Jesus Christ, Andy. What the hell? <laughs> well, is knockoff about the counterfeit jeans? <laughs> yes. There's a movie oh with a plot of. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't remember Sorry, that. It's knockoff? Okay, I just typed Jean Claude, Jean Claude twice. Okay, right, Jean Claude. Quickly, while you're doing that, The Saint with Val Kilmer, Anaconda with J Lo and Ice Cube, Gross Point Blank with John Cusack, Eight Heads and a Duffel bag with Joe Pesci. That movie is hilarious. Mikhail's Navy with Tom Arnold, which wasn't as funny as Down Periscope. And then also Murder at 1600, Wesley Snipes. Oh, and Volcano, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. boo 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 yeah. Okay, they go to a fashion show. Marcus Ray, Jean-Claude Van Damme shows up late after inspecting a warehouse of their goods where he sees several knockoffs, including the exploding <laughs> dolls 
peddled by a Hong Kong gangster skinny. Marcus and Tommy then participate in a rickshaw race, during which Marcus's adopted brother and friend Eddie cheats to win by switching with a body double. The body double gets kidnapped by Russian agents. Sorry, just it just kept going. It's so stupid. What do you think of Volcano? Did you see Volcano? Time Lee Jones. Volcano is the one where the where the guy uh, has to just he just walks through lava and like he jumps off the train and he's holding the other guy. Yeah, yeah. he throws the other guy. Yeah, it's a good scene. I love that movie. I went to see that in theaters. Did you like it? Yeah, it's one of my faves, dude. I'm a five on it. <laughs> 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 to be honest, I don't think I've ever actually watched either of them all the way through. Dante's Peak, I remember, has just like really, really bad mid-90s CGI matte graphics. It just looks bad to me. No, but Dante's Peak does have some really good model work because the city gets like blown up and it's like all it's all really nice looking models. I don't know. Fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but does he show his ass? I don't know, man. It's, does it's, it's does Dante's Peak do a split when, in his underwear in the kitchen? <laughs> I, I don't think Pierce Brosnan's ever shown his ass. Well, he should have. <laughs> Well, maybe it's, like, flat. You do the same thing as, like, uh, Mel Gibson, where he just has, like, an ass double. An ass double. Yeah, man. Didn't he do that in Let's Braveheart? Let's get to a song. Uh, okay, yeah. Marco, play me a song. <laughs> this is getting weird. Oh, man. Oh, no. I got a track here from uh, a new producer called Gabriela Marcia, and she hails out of Belo Horizonte, Brazil. She makes a lot of Italo music and a lot of synthwave stuff. She's really talented, actually. I've been really getting into her music. I got an older one from her that's really, really good, and I've had it on repeat for a while, and it's called Until Dawn. Awesome. All right, well, let's thank some uh, crazy Patreon supporters, and then we'll listen to it. So uh, I'd like to thank uh, some Patreon supporters in the $5 club. Now, this is interesting. I've always called this guy Roboito, but now it says Roboito, like there's a space in between. So I wonder, have I been mistaken this whole time and it wasn't Roboito and there was always that space? Because for some reason, looking at it now, that space seems different to me. So this week, I will thank Roboito, City Bat, Christopher Albert, Star Nomad, Tim Ross, and Dex. And now, let's listen to this. This is Gabriela Marcia with Until Dawn.
And that was Gabriela Marcia with Until Dawn, brought to you by the super cool Patreon supporters. In the $5 Club, we're talking about Timothy Pierce, Dana Jane Phoenix, Stu, Triple the M, Simon Norberg, Roman, and Kai. And we're back with the Beyond Synth family, I guess, uh, talking about the movies of 1997. Yeah, I feel like we always talk about the songs, and I feel like we should talk about the movies because I don't think we're going to be doing a 90s movie series. So I feel like we should just mention them on the, along the way. I don't think we're going to be able to do it for 1998 just because there's a lot of hits to talk about that year. But this year, since there isn't that many, it's nice to uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's listen. or <laughs> let's The next song. Let's listen to another one. I got another one, Randy. No. Andy, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The next song on the list is yeah. a Notorious B.I.G. Uh, with yeah. Hypnotize. Son. Girls want to us, want to do us, screw us, screw us. Yeah, Papa M. Close like stars, can't touch, stick to clutch. Yeah, I squeeze three at your cherry M3, bang every MC easily. All right, what did I give this one? I give this one a two. In the music video, I like the sort of Michael Bay style opening to the video. There's like a car chase, and they're like driving backwards out of a garage. And That's the whole video. The chorus is okay. I like it better than the, the last song we listened to, the Puff Daddy song. Again, the catchiest thing is that loop, which is taken from a Herb Alpert song called Rise. And in this case, the Herb Alpert sample is more like background that they added layers on with the drums and stuff. So I do feel like it's transformative, like they've built on the sample but at the end of the day i still i give it a two like you know i think it's fine and that like brown 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 you know sound is memorable and i do think it's catchier than the previous one we listened to but that's all i gotta say about it uh florence i also gave the song a two because it's catchier than the other one literally the same reason i have the whole herb albert thing in my notes as well yeah i don't know ditto (laughs) It is funny because we don't like consult on these, but like we we really don't. <laughs> anyway, uh, how about you, Marco? Uh, I gave it a three. I think this one's actually pretty good. I think it hasn't aged too badly either. Unlike a lot of the stuff, uh, you know, from this decade. Yeah, it's it's just a pretty good song. That's yeah. How about you, Mike? I'm a five. Very nostalgic. I think that this song not maybe elevates Herb Albert, but there is some kind of transformative element to the new version that separates it from the old one. They're both different moods, and I can get into both of them. You know what I mean? Sure. Anyway, very nostalgic. I'm a five, uh, and that's cool. (laughs) 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 Let's listen to the next one, which is, uh, or listen to it, two seconds of it. We got Hanson with Mbop. Oh, God. I mean, what can you say about this song? It's fucking corny as hell. Like, I don't know what else to <laughs> say. It was corny at the time. I had this on CD. You know I did. I'm sure you did. Uh, <laughs> I mean, again, it was a big song, and it played all the time, and it's... it's. I give it a one. It's just... It, it, it is corny <laughs> as shit. Like, I mean, if I never have to hear it again... Did you know that Hanson is racist now? Or I guess they've always been racist. They are? What? what? They're from really? Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Which is that where that... tells you everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you don't even need to keep talking. <laughs> One of the guys was saying, you know, he was putting out posts about, like, all lives matter. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then uh, all the fans and everybody kind of turned away. And he doubled down. He didn't, like, apologize or anything. <laughs> He's like, no, I fucking mean it. <laughs> Wait, does that mean that there's a bunch of assholes who now have to pretend they like Hanson? 
because Hanson's going to get canceled by the woke mob, and so like they got to be like supporting Hanson and buying their CDs. Uh, the vibe is that there are a lot of very confused, nostalgic <laughs> Hanson fans. <laughs> I'm serious, no, like, um, because they've been going to Hanson concerts for 30 years because these guys have been still touring and, like, making new music. Yeah. And so they buy the merch and their members on the websites and stuff, so there's, like, a little schism going on about, like, no, we still love Hanson, no, you guys shouldn't love Hanson, it's very... It's a very weird time for Hanson fans right now. Wait, it's just wait, it's just one of the brothers from Hanson, or is it all? Of yeah, them? It, it was one of the brothers who like said what he said. Well, he can start a band with the guy from Mumford and Sons. <laughs> I, I think the other ones just didn't like blatantly say, "Hey, what you you shouldn't have said that" or something. They were like, "We're still going on tour." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this could be off the record. I just thought it would be interesting <laughs> to tell you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love when this stuff happens because then you've got people out there who will jump to their defense, and I think that's funny in itself. That like there's going to be a bunch of people who pretend to like Hanson while like obviously <laughs> not liking it because it's corny garbage. <laughs> so uh, Florence, well, I gave the song a two, but sh- do I have to give the song a one since they apparently got canceled? Which I didn't know about <laughs> yeah, it. If you don't give it a one, you're going to get canceled too, Florence. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Damn it. Let me just say I don't condone any of Hanson's <laughs> political views or social views or whatever. <laughs> Sounds like you do. <laughs> Sounds like you do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I, we should point out, too, because I, I think we all, like, agreed on liking the Ace of Base songs, and I actually did more research into that, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there might be some ties to some Nazi stuff, so... Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, Andy, why do you got to wreck everything for me? <laughs> well, one of the members of the band actually was in a group that was like a... I don't want to know. Fuck sakes, man. You're ruining my innocence. Well, you know what pissed me off? This pissed <laughs> me off. Innocence is already ruined. I ended up on a blog... <laughs> Because when I looked it up, I was researching it, and then I found this blog that was like, oh, you can find all the uh, Nazi symbolism in, in the uh, Ace of Base songs. Oh, and it really? turned out it was this far-right nationalist blog because he was talking about all of it like it was a good thing. Oh, dear. Oh. Halfway through me reading this, it's just like, and you can see by their choice of color in this video and like the symbols they're wearing on their shirts and stuff. And then, they, But he's like proud of it. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck website have I stumbled onto? Because it was like, <laughs> although the other members of Ace of Base claim to not know it was just like the one guy had a former band that was like a nazi band oh dear well, well may okay. 30th uh trial and error came out with michael richards <laughs> wait wait mike mike how do you feel about hansen <laughs> no yeah I, d- I just wanted to mention because that's a great segue right because remember what michael richards did wait did marco ever say why wait i never said why i gave hansen a two and marco ever went either yeah you guys are terrible all right all right all right florence florence Jesus florence Christ, you guys florence all lives matter <laughs> no one remember fighter. michael richards what he did he went on that tirade at that comedy club yeah <laughs> yeah i do remember yeah yeah that was pretty I bad <laughs> i gave that song a five <laughs> Okay, Florence, tell me why you gave Mbop a two. Because it's nostalgic, even though it's a shitty song. (laughs) And I would probably sing along to it if it came on, even though it's really (laughs) shitty. (laughs) Okay. Oh, the dear. end. All right. Marco, how about you? I I don't really have a lot to say about it. I mean, I just. 
it, I gave it a one. I never liked it. I, I just, it's so corny and annoying. And, you know, I mean, I know there were a bunch of kids at the time and whatever. And that's cool. But, yeah, it was really annoying. I actually thought they just disappeared into obscurity. I mean, they didn't have any no. other hits, did they? It was just the one, right? Or was no. there more? I think that was it. There yeah. was more, though, right? Wasn't there more Hanson? I, I mean, I, there was a I lot more, but I, I don't think there were any other songs that were nearly as big as... Mbop. Right. No, right. but I, I had a friend in college who was like obsessed with them. Oh god. And that was like late 2010s. So. Oh, that late? Yeah, no, and they yeah, they still tour. They're they're still oh, wow. a thing. Huh. No, I had no idea. Yeah. I went to see Hansen like two or three years ago with my wife. What? On the top of Whole Foods. There you go. <laughs> you saw <it> <laughs> the top of Whole Foods. <laughs> Yeah, they came to town and did a show. Oh, Austin, that's like the flagship store, huh? Oh, it's a nice Whole Foods, dude. I love how he just pulled that out right now. Just, oh, by the way, I saw them the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did you say what you gave it? I will agree with Florence. I liked it. I'd probably listen to it like I am right now. The headphones is nice. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> but it's like it's a nice. weird. It's weird, and you do get tired of it like very quickly. It's like almost so catchy that it works against its favor. <laughs> it's like trying to be catchy, so it's like annoying. Yeah, I agree. Because the, like lyri- the lyrics are literally like sounds. I like that. You know, it's so popular. That got really annoying. Yeah, baby. Because <laughs> oh, Austin Powers came out May second, nineteen ninety-seven. Oh. oh, Austin Powers is great. Let's. Uh, we'll talk about the movies. But how about Marco? You play me a song first, and then we'll we'll cover the movies. That uh... all right? But I just wanted to say that every time we record, not to like behind the scenes shit. Mike always uh, leaves his video. He's the only one that does. So whenever we record, I'm just always watching Mike. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's a cat in the video right now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was like on my lap and she does this thing where she likes to make muffins on my bare knees mm, and it scratches me up. Muffins? Yeah, I had a cat on my lap too, but his hair got all over my face now and I'm just so fucking itchy and I'm going to sneeze. Are you allergic to cats, Marco? No, it's just the hair. You know when sometimes you, you get it on your hand and then you wipe your face and then yes. you can't get the hair off your nose? It's just constantly itchy. It's not, I'm not allergic, oh. but it's... <laughs> anyway, okay, sorry. All right, play me a song. You want a song? All right, yeah. I got a song for you. Yeah, sometimes my face will get like shiny and then the cat hairs will stick to my face. Mm. Yes. <laughs> there you so go. you're like, you're also like a cat. Your face is kind of <laughs> shiny today, Mike. Wow, <laughs> daddy. Play me a song. <laughs> oh, that's you got to leave that in. Um, uh, Memorix Memories has got a new one out. It's it's actually kind of quite a unique song. It's it's pretty cool. I love the gated drums in this track. Uh, I haven't heard them in a while, but the, he uses them real well. Kind of a bit of a glitchy thing going on with this track. Uh, yeah, really good stuff. It's called Psychogeography by Memorix Memories. Okay, cool. And I would like to say that this upcoming track is brought to you by the magnificent Beyond Synth PayPal supporters. Over at paypal.com slash paypalme slash beyondsynth, I got a very generous donation from Brian West, who says, Haven't sent anything in a while. Keep up the good work. I don't need a shout out. <laughs> well, too bad. <laughs> and of course, there's Upgrade Jimpy, the king of the PayPals, followed by Ross Bruce, the Silver Bruce. And then we got Alex Light. 
Eight Speed in the 1984 Club, and he has a message for everyone. He says, Andy, tell everyone we finally got a release date for Crimson Sunset on Rosso Corsa for July 28th, and the vinyls will be available from EPR at the same time. Cheers, and keep making the best synthwave podcast. Well, thank you, so go uh, keep your eyes on Rosso Corsa, because, uh... There's some stuff coming. And then, of course, there's Austin Whetstone, Jimmy Groon, the Ross Conian, and Brandon Morin. You guys are all awesome. And now, let's listen to this cool track from Memorex Memories. This is Psychogeography.
right, and that was Psychogeography from Memorex Memories, brought to you by the cool Beyond Synth PayPals, who donate at paypal.com slash paypalme slash beyondsynth, or by going to the beyondsynth.com and clicking on the PayPal donate button. Really neat people like Digital Dreams, Gustav Velichek, Dan Williams, Russell Nyes, Timothy Warwick, Jersey, Brian West, that we mentioned him earlier, and Dominus Lux. So, uh, thank you for supporting the show, and I am back here with the Beyond Synth family, Mike, Marco, and Florence, talking about the Billboard number one hits of 1997, and uh, we just finished talking about uh, Stupid Hanson. <laughs> what movies happened over the course of those two songs? So, the biggest ones, I've been kind of curating, so I'm not reading a bunch of them. Ow! Cat knocked my laptop adapter onto my foot. <laughs> oh, bitch. That's like, you don't talk about me like that. I'll show you. <laughs> I don't like to call them names, but sometimes I'll call them a shithead like Ripley and Aliens. Uh, what is your cat's name? Dorothy and Rose, like the posters behind me. <laughs> We're real big into the Golden Girls. So, Austin Powers, May 2nd. That was a huge, huge comedy. Was that one of the top ten, Andy? You should look on Wikipedia. Get off this IMDb Well, shit. IMDb is like ratings. <laughs> I know for me, again, didn't see it in the theater. I'm talking about box office, not ratings. Saw it on video, and I laughed so hard at that scene where he wakes up out of cryo and, like, pisses for, like... And pisses for so long, It's just a big, yeah. long pee scene. <laughs> that scene is awesome. I think, actually, the first Austin Powers is still pretty funny. Like, it's goofy and dated in a way, but I still think it's charming enough. Whereas, I don't think the sequels have the same charm as the first one does. The second one... I'm, it's not my favorite. Though I watched it recently, maybe like last year, and I did find it very, very funny. But the third one is like, it go, the quality goes way back up. That one with Michael Caine is super, super funny. What the fuck was that? <laughs> what the, what the hell? hell was that? Also, uh, Austin Powers, to get nostalgic, <laughs> once it went to home video, I was renting it like literally every weekend. Did Marco at just the fall over? Store around the corner. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm still here. Oh, hang on. What happened? <laughs> is, is everybody okay? Oh. I think I'll option my spleen. Oh. <laughs> Did you guys plan to do Radio Vaudeville without me? Oh, I don't know sorry, what's guys. happening. Just got that out. Sorry, guys. What happened? Uh, don't worry. I don't want to talk about it. I want to know. <laughs> my cat attacked me too, all right? And it fucking scared me. I fell off the chair. Oh, oh my God. Are you... <laughs> what the fuck's going on with the cats? <laughs> Fuck's sake, I was sitting on the edge. Oh, it's man. all right. Don't worry about it. I was just sitting on the edge to, to reach the microphone. And I, don't worry about it. All right. Father's uh, Day with Ivan Reitman, directed by Ivan Reitman. Reitman. I can't say it. Robin Williams, Billy Crystal. Anyway, <laughs> it wasn't great. <laughs> fifth Element. That's a big one. The Fifth Element is awesome. I love it. Yes, I think. Yeah, great movie. The only part of the movie that always bugged me and still does is only there's one brief moment when the blue lady is singing and she does the dance. With the two fingers. That part is still cringy for me and it's like the one moment in the film. Because I remember at the time, I thought Fifth Element was really cool because it was like, I think the first time I'd ever seen a big budget movie that didn't feel like it had quite the Hollywood sensibility. Like you definitely got the sense like, oh, like this is a French director bringing like weird European vibes. 
but with the budget of like a Hollywood film. And so I remember thinking that in terms of like the music choices and the weird performances and stuff like that. Also the comedy, like the there's weird comedy lines and you're oh, like, dude, what well, is happening? Yeah. My favorite, I quote to this day, well, Michael know this because I'll quote to him all the time, but fucking... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I know what you mean. Give me the cash. Is like give me the cash. And the more, and even when I watched it as a kid, I never got fully until I like watched it later as an adult. That Bruce Willis looks out his the eye hole of his door to see that if there's someone there, and there's a this crackhead who's going to rob him who has a hat that has a picture of an empty hallway on it, so so as to distract people so they doesn't look like anyone's outside. And then when he opens the door, and then the guy flips the hat up. And Give me the cash! <laughs> it's a good gag, dude. That's it's a good gag. I love Give Me the Cash. That guy is amazing. The Give Me the Cash! Yeah. And yeah. when the cops come and uh, Bruce Willis is there and the fucking just smoke you! Smoke <laughs> you! Yeah, that. Andy and I like. Love it, man. We do versions of that to each other on like private Facebook chat all the time. Dude, tricky. Just whatever it'll be. Tricky's awesome. Uh, just a, I am Corbin Dallas. When everyone goes to the airport and they all say they're Corbin Dallas, and then fucking uh, Gary Oldman's awesome in it. And he's like, uh, the robot's like, you want some more? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's another one movie. I do too. If I'm pouring someone a drink, you I will do that. Mark. You want some more? <laughs> that one, and I always go, um, <laughs> it's 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 it's, it's oh, yeah. I always get caught up doing that and then uh, Ruby Rod goes no, no 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 if it's a bomb this thing have alarms you know do you like uh, when Ruby Rod has sex with that lady and the ship goes real fast okay let's talk about this we're grown ups right the three of us <laughs> no whoops <laughs> two of us are getting attacked by cats if you listen to the lines the context is that they're not having just regular intercourse but that he's doing some backdoor stuff that's illegal in several states oh I thought he was going down on her I need to watch it again because her legs go up but you don't see him at all there's a part where she's like Mr. Rod no and he's like I don't want one position I want all positions like there's I have, like the context I no, watched I it as an adult I never, and I'm I never like, got I've, the impression I thought he was just he was just energetic I didn't get the impression that he was uh, you know doing some backdoor shenanigans <laughs> Well, well, what, let's let's ask your Discord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there more movies? The Lost World, Jurassic Park, which uh, I saw in theaters, also, which I loved. I love that movie. Not a fan of that one. Sarah, Sarah Harding. Are there any other Sarahs on the island? Um, Con Air, huge movie. Nick Cage, John Cusack, Malkovich, Buscemi, mm. Vic Rames, and others, <laughs> and that Puerto Rican guy who wore a dress. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. I have the only gun on board. Welcome to Con Air. Also, Speed 2 Cruise Control was a box office bomb that maybe would have made more money if it didn't come out the week after Con Air. Yeah, but you're never going to make money with those stupid sequels where they replace the lead. Like, I know he's not playing Keanu Reeves' character, That's true, is he? but I feel like they could have made more money... If it wasn't right behind Con Air. Is he playing Keanu Reeves or is he, or is it like... Who? Scott Speedman? Yeah. No, I, I keep, that's not his name. <laughs> well, whoever. Like, or is he just playing like another Jason guy? Jason Patrick. No, Jason Patrick is a different guy. He's okay. like, hey, I'm like your boyfriend now. And she's like, yeah, I was in like a really crazy traumatic experience brought on like a crazy like blah, blah, blah. It was like very sexually charged. I still don't know how to drive well, even on the island of Hawaii. <laughs> I've never seen it. 
I've actually never seen it. It's bad. It's really, really bad. <laughs> that band, though, is in it with UB40. <laughs> they're, they're doing one of those UB40 uh, songs in there. Good. The one, the one of the ones that you hate, yeah, maybe like Fools Rush In or whatever it is. Well, I do love UB40, mm-hmm. and also the major comedy hit, um, Gone Fishing, <laughs> with Joe Pesci and Danny Glover, uh, uh, and also Trial and Error with uh, Michael Comedy Club. Think about it, Richards. I just sent you a video of that double team movie because I remember there was a funny scene in it. You have to have a look. It's like his 30 second training scene. What the fuck is he doing? All right, I'm going to watch like, it. This is him. He gets real angry to get what? revenge for his wife. So this is him training. What the fuck? Look at this. What is that? <laughs> did I just laugh in what musical is... notes? Yes, he did. What? So for the audience, like, um... he looks like he's f- fucking a bathtub. Yeah, it does look like he's doing it to the bathtub. What is this? <laughs> All the water oh, he's getting really the into it. What is that? Is that fucking symbolic? I don't know what's going I on. I have there. my YouTube muted, but I okay. This is a joke. This, has to, this is a joke, right? Cool. No, cool. this is from the movie. I'm serious. It's from the movie. <laughs> is that movie meant to be silly? Oh, no, this is serious. He's angry and he's training. This is in training. <laughs> no. No. The closed captions are grunting continues. <laughs> All right, I sorry about that. I just had to show you. It's okay. Talk about that movie. Uh, oh my god, I can't. I'm gonna watch it again. The face. Yeah, watch makes. it again. It's great. It's better every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no way to segue out of this. So, uh, Marco, just play me a song. Uh, Horizon uh, has got a new. I think I say pronounced it, Andy, isn't it? Horizon. Horizon. Yeah, I'd say Horizon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, U.S. Chill Wave, Chill Synth, whatever they call it these days, uh, artist called Horizon. He's got a new track out that I really like. It's called World Vision One. Some really awesome Chill Wave stuff. All right, man. And it's uh, brought to you by my kick-ass Patreon supporters. We're talking about Tim Brawl, Robocock, Zen Frazier, and Polar Wildcat Studios. And my pals in the Kroner Club, we got Glenn Main, Amir. And Hampus ML, and uh, and this is Horizon with World Vision One.
And that was World Vision One by Corizon. Uh, Marco's sixth pick this week on this Beyond Synth family show. And that was brought to you by the demonic Patreon supporters in the Triple Six Club, like Fuzzy Saber, Cyphered, Boris, Krizak Hatterack, Adam Conway, and McGadfly. And I'm back with Marco, Florence, and Mike talking about the Billboard number one hits of 1997. So let's move ahead to Puff Daddy and Faith Evans featuring 112 with I'll Be Missing You. At the top of the charts for 11 weeks. Seems like yesterday we used to rock the show. I laced the track, you locked the flow. So far from hanging on the block for dope. Notorious, they got to know that. Life ain't always what it seemed to be. Words can't express what you mean to me. Even though you're gone, we still a team. Through your family, I'll fill your dreams. I'm giving this a one. <laughs> What have I written here? Puff Daddy wipes out on his motorcycle and then starts rapping on top of a much better song. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's it. So this is the prime example of my policy, which this is literally like an amazing song by the police. And the only part that's good about this song is when they play that part from the police song. I would rather listen to the police song. So that's the end of that. So I, I give this a one. Just, I just don't care for that. Uh, Florence. <laughs> Same. Because, yeah, the police song is great. And they just essentially stole it. I guess the only, like, plus that happened is that they changed the lyrics to be less creepy instead of... I'll be watching you. It's I'll be missing you. But mm. I mean, it doesn't really bother me. And I'm not even going to get into how they didn't even use the great deceptive chord in the chorus. What is a deceptive chord? It's when <laughs> they're they're in major and then they like, okay, in the police song, in the chorus, they're in major. And the first half of the chorus, it ends on like a minor chord. And it's great. And they don't do that. They just end on the fucking major chord. Wham. Stupid. Anyway, I gave it a one. So that's the deception when you're in major and then you end with a minor chord? Yeah. Is it also a deception if you do the other way around? Do minor to major? Yep. See, it worked. Yep. You're deceived, Andy, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I forgot, like, everything in music theory, but I, I think I remember that correctly. Well, so. Doesn't sound like you forgot anything. <laughs> oh, you know what's going on. Well, yeah. you know. Florence, how are you looking at DX7, dude? <laughs> I love it. Honestly, it's what were we talking about? Because I've got to stop watching this JCVD bathtub video. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so mesmerizing me right now. Um, we're talking about Puff Daddy. I'll be missing you. Oh, I gave it a one. I really don't like this one. It doesn't work at all, and I think. I would turn it off if it came on the radio, and I'd put on the original. So, yeah, it's a one for me, Andy. How about you, Mike? I gave it a one. Whoa. Beep, 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 Whoa. Hello. Do the Sonic fucking. <laughs> yeah, this song sucks. <laughs> uh, it's a make fun of funnable song. You know how I use, I fucked up that term. I gave it a one and I did want to shout out to Florence, the map maker on our quest through the 90s, that we all got a one and it highlighted the row. <gasps> it did it. Because hey. she set it to automatically highlight when we're all my agreement. Yeah. <laughs> well, it should also do that if we gave we all gave something a five, right? Would it be yes? Okay. Yes. Yeah. If we if we gave anything the same, all of us, then it'll highlight. Okay. I hate the part when it's like every day I pray for you. It's like so stupid. Like Marco said, I turn it off when I hear it on the radio. It's dumb. Get out of here, <laughs> dids. <laughs> well, then or let's whatever move your ahead. name is now. 
Let's move ahead to Notorious B.I.G. Featuring Puff Daddy and Mace with Mo Money, Mo Problems. Now, who's hot, who not? Tell me who rock, who sell out in the stores? You tell me who flop, who cop the blue drop? Who jewels got pops? Who mostly goes down to the blue drop? The same old pimp. So, this one, Puff Daddy is golfing. <laughs> is he the illest golfer? He is the illest golfer. Um, golfer. Oh, no, you can't say the hard R, dude. Oh, sorry. Golfer. Fuck. <laughs> I fucked it up. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I'm off to join Hanson. <laughs> Again, the catchy hook is a sample from another song. It's uh, from uh, I'm Coming Out by Diana Ross. But at least, for me anyways, I find this song does have a nice fat bass line and a beat. I do think it's okay. I gave it a three. I think of all of the sort of the rap, you know, hip-hop tracks from this year, this was probably the one I like the best. And uh, I'm going to play the mic roll and say, this song is Notorious B.I.G.'s second posthumous number one single following Hypnotize, making him the only artist in Hot 100 history to have two number one singles after he died. <laughs> I remembered this from the time, but I never like followed up on the story, but I knew something was up because when I'm watching the video, I'm like, fucking Notorious B.I.G.'s not even in his own video? Like, what the fuck? And then when I read the trivia, like, oh, right, he was dead. So that's why he's not there. Mm. And technically, I think all the Notorious B.I.G. songs from around here, like, were they produced by Puff Daddy? Like, once he passed away, like, did he take the reins or something? That's one of the mysteries. That is one of the mysteries. No one knows. (laughs) Anyway, so I I give it a three. I think it's all right. Florence. I don't like this song. I give it a one. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't like the chorus. They stole the stuff from Diana Ross Mm. and... Yeah, I don't know. It's just not not for me. Not my thing. All right. How about you, Marco? Uh, I think I gave it a two. Ah, it's it's all right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this song makes you fucking... <laughs> I'm trying to think of something nice to say about it, and I can't think of anything. So, yeah, I'm just... I'm indifferent, all right? Let's just say that. Let's just all say right. that. How about you, Mike? I'm a five. It's a nostalgia bomb for me. I got Mo Nostalgia... No problems. (laughs) (laughs) I also, do you remember, like in the video, I wanted to be in that video, and it is directed by Hype Williams. Come on, Hype Williams, he's like the man. <laughs> That's a good song. Yeah, like it's it's all right. I gave it a three. Are we going to do a song and then movies? Or do you want to just do movies? Uh, how many is there? A lot more. I'm skipping the shitty ones and just talking about the big ones. That's what she said. When's, <laughs> when's good? <laughs> nice. Um, well, how about this? Marco, yes. why don't you uh, play me a song and then we'll talk about movies. One of my favorite collaborative duos that they work together quite often, FM Attack and Vandal Moon have brought out a new one. Uh, I've always loved their stuff. It's always the highest quality when they work together. Uh, they got a new one. It's kind of like uh, like the usual style, I guess. Dark wave, new wave, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's really good. It's called Seance. Awesome. And before we listen to it, I'd like to thank the diabolical Patreon supporters in the Triple Six Club, like Mike Bailey, Nicholas Carl, Cenotaph, Franz Varga, Stagger, Andrew, and Christian Quello, who is a very cool guy, by the way. And now let's listen to this. This is FM Attack and Vandal Moon with Seance.
And that was FM Attack and Vandal Moon with Seance, Marco's seventh pick this week on this Beyonce's Family Show, where we're looking back at the number one Billboard hits of 1997, and that track was brought to you by the accursed Patreon supporters in the Triple Six Club, like Akio Nakasone, David Lavalle Jr., Tatsuya Miwa, Electro Mechanic, Cat Punk, and Owen Magali. And and uh, before we continue, I got another letter to read, and this one will probably relate more to Florence. This is from the Axel Effect. I was actually supposed to read this letter last time on the last family show, so this is... <laughs> he wrote me this like 10 years ago. <laughs> he says, uh, Hello, Andy. Thank you for the birthday shout-out in your latest episode of Beyond Synth. Today, April the 4th, I'm 40 years old. Damn, how time flies. I feel like it was yesterday when I discovered Synthwave and your show, both of which I still love to this day. Aw. Although I listen to many different genres. Before that finding, I was basically a metalhead with a weak spot for Vangelis and 80 synth pop. You can imagine then my surprise and delight when I heard you say in one of the family episodes of Beyond Synth that you are a Blind Guardian fan. They are one of my favorite metal bands, and I really couldn't believe that you liked them too, or that you even knew about them. I always took you for a hardcore fan of electronic and synth music, so it was really nice to realize we have another thing in common. Keep up the good work with the show. So, I was just going to say, Florence, because you're also a fan of Blind Guardian as well, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, I was introduced to them back in college, and that was like the first I had heard like epic metal music with like synth orchestral stuff. So there, there was still some synth going on, but like also you know nerdy lyrics about Lord of the Rings and stuff, and and that was right at the height of like Lord of the Rings mania. So like everything just connected for me. Like, do you have any favorites? My favorite Blind Guardian album is Nightfall in Middle Earth. Yeah. Pretty much that entire album is amazing. I got into power metal because I think I like heard about Nightwish. They're one of like the big symphonic power metal bands, and they have um, an opera singer as their singer, and or they used to, and that blew my mind when I was in high school. Then I just kind of went down the rabbit hole. I'm like, oh my god, there's like metal bands that have like operatic and like orchestral stuff, and so I think I just got into Blind Guardian, especially because it was Lord, it was just nerd metal. It was Lord of the Rings related. Yeah, and I was like, dude, I. I need to listen to that. And so that's just how I got <laughs> yeah, into like, it. Oh, dude, I need to listen to that. Yeah. Does Blind Guardian do anything with uh, Christopher Lee? No, but Christopher Lee. You put me onto that, right? I didn't know about this. Oh, yeah. Christopher Lee is a... Uh, he, he did some death metal stuff. It's great. You should check that out. The videos are terrible. Oh, the videos are amazing. The videos are so bad. <laughs> They're amazing. What are you talking about? The songs are epic as hell. No, I think uh, Chris really does the thing with Rhapsody, I think. What? Right? You're talking about the fucking, the, the horror legend, Christopher Lee. No. Yeah. 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 yeah really? Yeah. As in like Saruman. Fuck, I gotta check this shit out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, no, he did The Magic of the Wizard. Dream with Rhapsody, <laughs> who's another kind of big name in the power metal scene. <laughs> Christopher Lee, big name in the power metal scene. Anyway, uh, 
Yeah, Blind Guardian's dope. Yeah, so there you go, Axel Effect. We all love it. It's fantastic. Keep being a cool guy. And were we going to talk about movies? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay, tell me about the movies. We're going from June to September because the two songs were, was it I'll Be Missing You and Mo Money? That was, what, like nine weeks? 12 weeks whatever yeah. from yeah. June to September so let's do June real quick we got Batman and Robin Andy's favorite movie you know what <laughs> I watched it on the weekend with my son we watched it literally <laughs> last weekend I this is a dumb thing that I don't give that movie enough credit for how entertaining <laughs> it is it is so dumb but I fucking laughed I forgot the audacity of that film is mind-blowing in its fucking stupidity like when you watch it at the beginning when Mr. Freeze sends Batman up in a rocket ship and then when it explodes him and Robin surfboard on the doors of the rocket ship back to Gotham like from space like it's the stupidest movie in the world and like the plot points you're dissecting are you really allowed to dissect them when 100% of the setting is bathed in neon light somehow? I don't know. Like, it's <laughs> every frame has a purple light coming from here, a blue light from here, a red light from here. There's, like, sparks and streamers, like, happening in every shot. It's weird because nowadays we're so used to all the CGI in movies, but this movie, like... A lot of it is practical, so those sets must have been so just alive with pyrotechnics and lights and stuff, because they are real, and there's something so bold and stupid about that movie, but, like, it is really entertaining. What'd you think about that hot strip scene when she goes from the gorilla to her sexy outfit? Oh, yeah, then she shows up in a gorilla costume. Like, it's... (laughs) I will say, though, she is the weakest part. Like, Arnold is a lot funnier because his one-liners are, like, the worst in history. And so, like, there is something so entertaining about how bad it is and how bad his acting is. I find her a bit more annoying. I find it weird that she likes to talk like old Catwoman. I don't don't know what the fuck is going on, but it's like... (laughs) One could argue. I mean, I really enjoyed the new Batman movie, but... I, I gotta say, Batman and Robin's a lot more fun. It's definitely like a much worse thing. They go to space twice, I think. Don't they get shot yeah, into space like twice? Andy, come on. <laughs> Do uh, that's the one with Alicia Silverstone, right? Yeah, 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 that's- yeah. So one of the end scenes at the end, right? Like after they've saved the world or whatever, is like one of these cliched Joel Schumacher shots of them running in slow motion. Yeah, and their their costumes are all wiggly. Yeah, the ears. That's like my favorite part of the whole movie. I, <laughs> you can't see it, but I, I'm doing the I'm doing really really good object work right now. Uh, sorry, I just wasted a lot of time talking there, Marco. <laughs> play me yeah. a song, and then we'll talk about the rest of the movies. All right. Yes, I will play you a song, Andy. Thank you. And I uh, got one ready for you right now. It's uh, by Voyage, awesome uh, chill wave producer, but it's actually a remix of a track he did. Uh, the track is Glow, and the remixer is Vocon, and it hasn't got a lot of fucking traction, but it's really good, a really good uh, version of the original. Uh, give it a spin, please, Andy. Sure, dude. And before we do that, we just got to do a quick Patreon shout out to the damnable Patreon supporters in the Triple Six Club. I'm talking about Abashed Pudding, Dalton Bell, Replicant 69, Artificial, Philip Back, Zayon B, and Mr. Gimson. And now let's hear this tune. This is Voyage with Glow, the Vocon Remix.
And that was Voyage with Glow, the Vocon Remix. Brought to you by the Infernal Patreon supporters in the Triple Six Club, like Luke Timmermans, Tomas Shimanek, Pooh in an Alleyway, Ross Pentland, Joe Esposito, and then we'll go to Binkley and Big Baby D. And I'm back with the Beyond Synth family. Uh, we just wasted about five minutes talking about Batman and Robin. I apologize <laughs> to my listeners. Uh, I'm here with uh, Mike, Marco, and Florence. <laughs> I think my first appearance on this show, I also got us sidetracked about Batman. <laughs> you and I just end up talking about Batman all the time. <laughs> well, Batman is awesome. What uh, what other movies came out during this time? Face Off. I want to take his face. Oh, dude. Off. Face Off is amazing. It is pretty amazing. John Woo. Wait. What a I've film. Have seen that movie? you never seen Face Off? I don't think so. you got to watch Face Off. It's a really entertaining movie. It's awesome. But that I remember watching it at the time, and I'm like, I, I love John Woo. I mean, his action and all that is so good. But I remember that whole premise of where to swap fate. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. And the fact that they leave <laughs> Nicolas Cage in the fucking room by himself, you know, like, it's just so No, dude, the, it's, and then he wakes up and it's like a fucking, like, they live or like a stupid B-horror movie. And he's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I took some of your uh, your groovy painkillers here. I fucking love that movie. I've it seen it so many else. times. I love the stunt doubles who do not look anything like John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and they do full-on slow motion shots where you see the full face of the stunt That's man. That's the beauty of John Woo, man. There's a scene where they crash a boat at the end and they go like this. <laughs> I love this movie. But when they crash the boat and they go flying through the air in slow motion and it's just two other guys <laughs> like they don't even look like them it's amazing like the one dude doesn't even have the same hair as Nicolas Cage <laughs> and there's all these slow motion shots where you see that guy's hair like blowing in the wind but Nicolas Cage's hair doesn't have that kind of texture at all like for the rest of the film like it's just but it's awesome one of the last great practical action <laughs> movies yeah it's so ridiculous like uh, every time I'll be like man this movie is just such bullshit you know but then anytime it comes on I will literally like I'll be like and I'll be thinking this is absolutely crap but I'll watch it again and again you know yeah. like if it's on I will watch it it's just one of those movies that is so entertaining it's, and yeah. you know it, it is yeah it's really good and great wacky performances I love oh, just yes. the wacky yeah. per- like when uh, John Travolta is like weirdly hitting on the girl and smoking the cigarette and oh yeah <laughs> don't tell your mom <laughs> Papa's got a brand new bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, John Travolta. Get out of here with this shit. Oh man, you got to see it, Florence. It's really fucking something else. Okay, it's on. It'll go on the list. Made a ton of money at the box office as well. I should talk about my best friend's wedding for a second. Did the same thing. Really low budget. Made a ton of money. Fucking Julia Roberts. Her stock went way up after that one. Hercules. Disney movie. I didn't really like this movie. I didn't really watch this movie. There are other Disney movies from this era that I like better. Florence, were you into Hercules? Not really. Hercules and the the Hunchback. They weren't like the two of those. I wasn't really into. I liked Hunchback better, but still I wasn't into it as much as other ones. Yeah. Like Pocahontas is way better than both of them. Wait, when did Pocahontas come out? 98, I want to say. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say like, I feel like maybe my, my Disney phase was fading by now, but 
No, yeah. I love Pocahontas. Pocahontas is dope. Isn't this the era, though, where Disney kind of starts to fall a bit with more, like, straight-to-video things that sort of cheapen the franchises? Like, this is around the time period of, like, Aladdin 2 and shit, right? Y- yeah, Aladdin 2 Damn it. was, like, the return of Jafar, <laughs> even though he died <laughs> in the first one, for sure. And then also Atlantis with Matthew Broderick as the main voice. Oh, yeah, that that never never quite did it. It's a fun movie, but it, it has a cheap quality to it. I feel like it adds to what you're saying. I, don't know. I just looked up Pocahontas to see when it came out, and the date that it showed was 1617, because that's when Pocahontas oh, yeah. died. <laughs> that's a good year for movies, though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, let me try this again. 95. Oh, Pocahontas was the year before. Okay, so it was part of, the, it was part of that good era. Yeah, so I I think Pocahontas might have been like the tail end of the good era of Disney. And I think after that, that's when things kind of fall, started falling by the wayside. I'll add um, live action to that too, because earlier on this list, I had Honey, We Blew Ourselves Up. <laughs> <laughs> the first one's amazing. It's so amazing. This like crazy yeah. practical giant grass set they built in the goddamn warehouse. Like it's so cool. And uh, the third one just... It's like a CGI nonsense story. It's all nonsense. (laughs) But uh, Men in Black. Andy, did you have notes about Men in Black? Men in Black's a weird one because it's one of those movies that I would never say like, that's a movie I love or whatever, or even like, like I would never bring it up. But I think my uncle got it for me on VHS and I ended up watching it a lot. Even though it's not a movie I would really ever tell anybody I had any interest in. It's just <laughs> really? one of, Yeah, like, I don't care about it in any way, but I've seen it a lot of times, and the fucking ridiculous character, like, Vincent D'Onofrio plays. I was just going to mention, the stuff that he says is hilarious. That's probably the best part of the movie, to be honest. It's, yeah, it's sugar amazing. water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, more. It's weird to me, because it's pretty disturbing, considering it's just, like, a PG movie, but, like, the idea that his skin is, like, dying as it keeps going, and he looks really gross, but it's PG. <laughs> yeah, I saw the movie High. It's one of the funniest freaking screenplays of the 90s, I think. It's so, like, sharp. I love the ending. Like, I, I watched it really high, and, you know, we got those aliens with the marbles and all that shit. It's pretty fucking yeah. cool. <laughs> I, don't know. I was like, wow, man, that just fucking blew my mind. Like, what? <laughs> Wait, I want to take my, uh, my comment about Disney movies falling by the wayside back because Mulan has still to come out, which was 98. Oh, yeah. And then Tarzan, which is, come on, Phil Collins did the music, man. My heart. Yeah. That's 99. So, you know. I'm in. I love it. Still, still amazing. <laughs> yeah. Still amazing. I think after that, that's where it kind of goes downhill i'm super nostalgic for men in black I watch it all the time if it's on tv i know all the lines my mom and i quote it back and forth to each other like via text it's one of those movies <laughs> and i like will smith he's just really charming you know what i mean yeah <laughs> seen the news lately i haven't seen that film in so long but i do remember i think the one thing that always stands out to me is the uh, do you have any idea how much that stings when his fucking head oh, grows great that's a, that's like Freaking the thing that Tony sticks in my head. Yeah, He's man, amazing. Monk, Contact, Jodie Foster, Matthew McConaughey. Hi, hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, you bitch! My cat scratching me. <laughs> um, <laughs> George of the Jungle. So now we're in July. So this is all the summer movies. Uh, George of the Jungle and Air Force One. Get off my fucking plane, y'all! Yep. Goddamn Classic. terrorists, sons of bitches. Good Burger, Keenan and Kel, right? You guys know? <laughs> I've never seen it. I, I used to be really annoyed never, by the cover. 
<laughs> like whenever I go to the video store and see the Good Burger cover, it just used to, it looked like an annoying movie based on just judging it by the cover. <laughs> Is it an annoying movie? Uh, for you, yes. Okay. Um, for me, no. One eight seven Samuel Jackson. Did you see that one? Murder mystery. There's all these little like B murder mystery movies that don't really exist these days. So now we are into August, and we're talking about Air Bud. <laughs> Ooh, Air Bud. Uh, which spawned like ninety five fucking sequels, and now there's so like weird Golf Bud and like <laughs> Race Car Bud. <laughs> golf Bud. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh, stupid. Um, Spawn, John Lesmagambo. I liked that movie. I don't recall loving the film. But I remember it was a big deal because like the the cape was all CGI, right? Like, mm, yeah. I think that movie I wanted to like more. I wanted to like it so much too. I know, and it was so disappointing. Yeah, I was hyped I, up by all the HBO like the featurettes. I even bought the T-shirt for it before I watched the movie. I bought the T-shirt. I went in with it. I stupid me. I was like, oh yeah, it's gonna be so good. I was so hyped, and then I was like, ah, she, I don't know, it just wasn't that great. Did it have anything good? Like, I'm trying to remember if there was any... I remember it was neat because they were using CGI in a cool way. What are you saying, that this is not good? I think that was the problem, (laughs) right? Wasn't John Leguizamo... When someone talks like this for 90 fucking minutes? Yeah, he sucked, right? His character sucked. (laughs) Is that correct? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, he looked stupid and said dumb things, and I remember, like, the humor of his character was really, like... just off, yeah. And dumb. Didn't land. Yeah. The, the comedy didn't land. Yeah, yeah. What movie is this? Spawn. Spawn. Oh, Spawn. Okay. Yeah. Don't add that to your list. <laughs> okay. This was happening in the 90s when there, there was like sequels to R-rated movies that then became PG and Spawn was, I think everyone understood as like, you know, an adult comic with violence and sexuality and stuff, but mm. it was like a PG movie and it just felt like watered down from the source material. Mm. And then there was like sure. Beverly Hills Cop 3 that was like... <laughs> Speaking of which, Free Willy 3 The Rescue... Oh, did they dumb that down from the R-rated original? I don't know. It came out the same month. Listen, Conspiracy Theory also came out with Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts and Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I like that movie. Um, Full Monty. I remember that was like a low-budget, huge international hit, I think. Copland, Sylvester Stallone, Ray Liotta. Yep, I remember that was a big deal because Sylvester Stallone acted properly, and so everyone's just like, oh, is he going to win an award? Because it was like the first time he had done like a good performance in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Event Horizon, Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill. Directed, directed by, the- by Paul, <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, directed <laughs> by Paul W.S. fucking shitty shitface Anderson. <laughs> if I'm rude to any of the fans of his movies, you need to watch those movies uh, with a more critical eye. <laughs> <laughs> Although Event Horizon is interesting. Like, I think that if people say they like Event Horizon, I wouldn't be like, but it sucks. Like, it is it is very 90s. There's a weird, charming quality to it. I really like it. I'm like one of the only people. No, I think no, no people like Event Horizon. Like, it's, it's flawed, but yeah. I think people there like it. There are weird moments, but, like, it's fun to watch. The violence is really fun. Like, I still watch the first few Resident Evil movies because the violence and is so stupid and over the top, but you're like, I can't turn away. It's somehow entertaining. Well, especially that stupid laser hallway scene. I was just thinking about the fucking laser <laughs> when they chopped the guy up. Uh, Steel with Shaq. <laughs> August 22nd, G.I. Jane. 
Hmm. Tell me more. <laughs> someone mentioned that recently. I feel like I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Leave it to Beaver with Christopher McDonald. I gotta watch this. Hmm. I usually like um, '90s reboots of old properties or any reboot of old properties like Brady Bunch, Starsky and Hutch. Mimic one of the other alien sexual thrillers. Wait a second. That was is that what I was confusing Relic for? Um, oh right, because that one's in the sewers too, right? Yeah, monsters. If I told you, there's a fucking weird monsters in the sewers thing. I feel like Relic and Mimic didn't Mimic include rats? Didn't someone become a rat person? <laughs> Did he have counterfeit jeans? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've never seen any of these movies. We, we might have some more to list, but I, I Marco, you got to play me a song. I do. Yeah. Oh, all right. Since Legend Rainsword has brought out. Uh, an awesome new track uh, right back into his uh, previous form uh, this is really good really beautiful sound in this uh, song um, it just came out and it's called Cruising North alright man let's do it and uh, you should all know that it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 club people like Jonathan Harden Jacob Pringle John Masari Andrew Bennon Run the Skyway and Ivan and uh, now let's listen to this this is Rainsword with Cruising North
All right, and that was Cruising North by Rainsword, Marco's ninth pick this week. And that was brought to you by the fantastic Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. Awesome people like Thomas Berg, Raur, Energon Cubes, Rama Branch, Watch Clark, and Pudnuts. And, uh, yeah, I haven't heard Rainsword in a while. It's cool that he's still uh, making tunes. Yeah, I, I interviewed him back in uh, 2014. I loved a lot of his early stuff. But then he kind of just disappeared for a few years. I know we did bring out a song last year, which was pretty decent, like, out of nowhere. And then um, just now I saw he uploaded a song to SoundCloud, like, a week ago. And it's really good. It's as good as his old stuff. So um, it's really nice to see. So Cool. Yeah, I don't know what he's been up to, though. <laughs> well, maybe I'll have to talk to him sometime. Yeah. Do we have any more movies? in the list end of the list is just uh, Excess Baggage with Alicia Silverstone Benicio Del Toro Christopher Walken I like that movie it's a fun movie also got Harry Connick Jr. Call the Conqueror with Andy's favorite Kevin Sorbo love that guy him and Hanson they got a lot of great things to say and last but Mr. Least Fire Down Below with Steven Seagal fuck Steven Seagal <laughs> that's all I gotta fuck say him. about him ah, and that's the end of so many movies because those two songs covered a lot of weeks. All right, well then let's move ahead. Uh, well, it wouldn't be a year in the nineties <laughs> without Mariah mm. Carey, and here we got Mariah Carey with "Honey." So this one's got like a James Bond style intro. This is the second video this year that Eddie Griffin is in. <laughs> what did I give this song? I gave this song... Ooh, I actually gave it a one. That's interesting because I'm reading my quote here. It says, holy shit, I actually like the bass line, but the vocal melody is super boring and there's no chorus. And then it turns out... Oh, that's right. Then I re researched it and it turns out that the only thing is that this is a sample from a better song because the bass line is from the Treacherous 3 with the track the Body Rock from 1980. I wasn't really that familiar with the song, so I went back and listened to The Body Rock, and it's awesome. And so Mariah Carey gets a one. Listen to me. Like, at first, I was listening to this, and I was like... Oh no, I actually kind of like this song. And then I went on a little journey because I'm like, hey, this bass line's pretty cool. And then I just find out it's just fucking sampled from a better song. So Mariah Carey can go to hell. Uh -huh. So she gets a one. Florence. Nice. I also gave the song a one. I didn't even get that far <laughs> down the rabbit hole. I just thought that the song had the weakest chorus ever. Like, what even is the chorus in the song? There literally is no chorus. It's so dumb. Yeah, I don't think it really feels like a chorus. Yeah, it's it's really dumb and does not... Sh like, she has a good voice, does not showcase her voice at all very well. Fuck this song. It sucks. Yeah! It's a Strong one. words from Florence. Uh, well... <laughs> I gave it's it like a, a one as well. Match. No, I agree. It's fucking shit. Like, it's one of the worst songs. It's terrible. The only good thing about it is that the video where she swims in the water and all that, that's pretty amazing. But other than that, absolutely terrible. I mean, it, there's nothing good about it. Like you said, the chorus. I mean, what is the chorus? Is there even a chorus? It's just such a fucking letdown. Anyway, terrible. What is even the chorus? How the fuck did this get to number one? Honestly. All right, Carrie. Yeah. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> of course it did. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I think that um, Mariah <laughs> Carey... <laughs> What's happening? 
she's very nice girl what's going on right <laughs> I get this song at one I don't even remember <laughs> the song being out and also <laughs> we hit the blue again oh, oh wow there's two songs this that. year that we gave one to that's interesting maybe officially the songs of the 90s were better in the early half We'll see. But look, uh, let's move ahead here to Boys to Men. Wow, back to back. Back to back crap. Wouldn't be a year in the 90s without Boys to Men and Mariah DeCary, and here they are, Mariah DeCary. Mariah DeCary. All right, so we got Boys to Men with uh, Four Seasons of Loneliness. Forget about it. I feel like every music video on this chart was directed by the same guy. Yes, like yeah. it all feels like the Michael Bay Schumacher shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, every video has the same like look to it. It's amazing. <laughs> anyway, I give this a one. This song is boring. Uh, that's it. Uh, Florence. I gave this a two. It's kind of boring, but it's got like a pleasant melody-ish. I don't hate it. I'm not offended by it. So, gets a two. I like that this video is like sci-fi, and it's clearly what like... The Backstreet Boys stole from. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it gets a two. Marco! Uh, I give this a... It's really fucking bad. <laughs> I mean, I really don't like Boys to Men stuff, but at least their other stuff's kind of catchy, and, uh, you know, there's something to it. This is just, like, really bad. I, I, I don't get... I mean, I guess they're riding on Previous Glory or whatever, and that's how this got to number one, but... Um, <laughs> You can see this, the major decline in their music with this one. It's on the way down. So, uh, this a one. Sorry, Mike. I give it just a one. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Sorry, buddy. You mean this fucking terrible song that I give a one as well? Oh! What? Lauren likes it the most. God damn. What's going on with you tonight? You know what this song reminds me of? There were several artists who released songs beyond like their major song that had almost no appeal to me like that stupid Atlantis song that came out later and she's like thank you Atlanta thank you Cleveland thank you thank you thank you Africa um, just we talked about that really weird later Michael Jackson song from one of the last years yeah. like this is one yeah. of these songs that like they're doing something different. I don't want to hear it. Get out of here, boys to men. <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing the song of you, Mike. <laughs> ah, yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, look, I want to hear another song, and we got to do trivia. So, Mike, let's go through the movies real fast. LA Confidential, Kevin Spacey. Nice. That was a good movie. That was a great yeah, movie. Yeah, that was a great, great movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Kevin Spacey's death scene still sticks with me because of how surprising it was. Yeah. Like, I do love when movies do that misdirect where you think one person is the main character but then suddenly they just surprise killed him like halfway through the movie you know just like fucking uh, Steven Seagal and fucking executive Seagal or whatever <laughs> in and out with Kevin Klein and Joan Cusack mm. hilarious hilarious movie where he gets mistaken for a gay teacher and it turns out he was gay the whole time um, spoiler Wishmaster did you see Wishmaster? I think it's a uh, Wes Craven movie I never did but I am aware of it I think I've seen clips from it yeah it's one of those weird like you make a wish but then the genie fucking twists it in a way that <laughs> makes you die what about uh, the peacemaker with George Clooney yeah that was alright I saw that in the movies that was pretty that's amazing. why I know Wishmaster there's a Night Wish album called Wishmaster there you go <laughs> 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 
I was like, that sounds so familiar. Kiss the girls, Morgan Freeman, Ashley Judd. Another one of those uh, serial killer mysteries. Yeah, that wasn't bad. It's a sequel, right? It's one of the books, right? Um, what like, was the other uh, one they yeah, did? Like James the bone, Patterson. Is the Bone Collector or the Bone The saw? sequel is Along Came... A Bone? A spider. A spider, that's right. Yeah, that's the sequel, yep. <laughs> We're so funny. We're <laughs> just funny, guys. <laughs> Boogie Nights, Mark Wahlberg, Julianne Moore, and the rest. Oh, okay, so amazing film. Uh, Boogie Nights yeah, is an amazing so film. Good. I think, wasn't that nominated for Oscars? Like a lot of Oscars? I think Julianne Moore was nominated for her role, I believe. Oh, no, I'm going to look that up, fuck's sake. I think even I think even uh, Burt Reynolds was nominated. Burt Reynolds, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That was probably his best role. I mean, he was so good in that. I want to say the screenplay too. I feel like he was up for a lot. Yeah, fantastic film. Watch Rocket Man with Harlan Williams. <laughs> Bean with Rowan Atkinson. Now we're talking my language. Yeah, <laughs> Devil's Advocate with Keanu Reeves. I was oh, way was too good. young to have seen that, but I was taken to the theaters. Devil's boy, Advocate. Did I like it. I love that movie when I was young. Like I thought it was cool, but I I feel like it might be silly or like over the top now. Like I haven't watched it in like twenty years, and I'm curious to see if it holds up. But like it definitely had some fun like Alpha. Chino moments for sure. Yes. 97 was a great year for me for movies because I had a friend that worked in the, uh, he just started working at a fucking movie theater and I went like three, four times a week nice. to watch movies yes. for free. And there were so many so good, good ones. He just let us in. And I'd watch like, like uh, I think Men in Black I watched like three times. I watched Titanic like <laughs> four awesome. times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, because yes. there was nothing else to watch. So I'll fuck it. We'll watch it again. It's free. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a great year for movies. I saw Devil's Advocate like fucking three times. I loved that's it. Like, awesome. We watched Devil's Advocate a lot. Like that scene at the end yeah. where Al Pacino's freaking out and the statue in the background's morphing around. Yeah. I know what you did last summer with Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marco's got oh, it. I forgot hot that one for Freddie Prince Jr. Gattaca, Ethan Hawke, yes. Uma Thurman, and Jude Law. That movie kicks ass. I love it's that movie. I love movies. the tone. Yeah, me um, too. Yeah, that love movie it. kicks ass. And uh, let's see, we got Eve's Bayou. <laughs> sure, <laughs> with Sam Jackson. The fuck is that? And let's not talk about it. Listen, Starship Troopers, Casper Van Dien. Yep, Starship and Troopers is a good one. Richards. Oh, classic sci-fi action. Yes, Florence, Beauty and the Beast. Part two. Yeah, Florence. You remember that one? The Enchanted Christmas. Mm, <laughs> Straight to not video. Not as much as the original. Actually, <laughs> uh, two weeks later, The Little Mermaid re-release. That's kind of cool. <laughs> what? Hey, I didn't know that. Whatever. Mm. But they made, uh, yeah, who, I guess they made some money. Who knew, buddy? Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Oliver Twist. Anastasia. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. September ah. 21st. Andy. Oh, Andy's oh, favorite. Oh, so horrible. I'm not going to take up any time talking about oh. it. But, um, All right. Alien Resurrection. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver <laughs> I love this movie It's so stupid and bad like But I mic? love it I, I don't like Alien, Alien Resurrection. Resurrection At yeah, all That I movie bugs like the shit out of me I wanted to like it so much I'm so happy for another Alien movie And I was so disappointed <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird I can't turn away From the weirdness I find the weirdness Of that movie Incredibly off-putting <laughs> Like it's just It's yeah. just off-putting And that final Humanoid alien thing Is so troubling To look at And the way it oh, dies Oh the humanoid As a kid I could do the thing It's just the inward Like I fucking hate that thing. <laughs> so upsetting in the fucking room with all the failed clones. God, no, no good. I sound like I'm doing Toka or Razor from the Ninja Turtles movie. Mom, nom nom. Flubber <laughs> with Robin Williams. Andy, did you get a chance to see Flubber? I saw that in theaters. That was a great movie. Flubber. <laughs> I own um, that on VHS. You know, That's I've never awesome. Seen that good Will Hunting, day. Marco. 
Oh, yeah, Good Will Hunting. Yes, that put Matt Damon on the map. That one did. Yeah, those two won the Oscar for Screen yeah, that year. Yeah, incredible, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then I'll save the list for the rest of the list, dudes. All right, man. Well, then, Marco. Yes. Play me a song. Oh, yes, that's right. That's what I was going to do. Play me a song. Yeah, I got a new one here from... I sweep uh, my chimneys, A governor. relatively unknown fucking artist from the UK called Tony Birch. Uh, he's got a new one called Hero. Uh, he's got some awesome samples in there. You don't mind a bit of swearing on the show, do you, Andy? Fuck no. Good. Then you're going to like this. All right, let's do it. It's time for some uh, Tony Birch. And uh, this track is brought to you by the fantabulous Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. Like Jean-Christophe Leconte, Monkey Magics, Knight of Ducks, Barry007, Tristan Waits, and Polly Digital. And now this is uh, Tony Birch with Hero. Aren't guys like me allowed to be the fucking hero anymore?
And that was Tony Birch with the track Hero, Marco's 10th pick this week, brought to you by the delightful Patreon supporters in the $10 club, like Matthew Lister, Will Lowe, Fraser Davidson, Zach, and we will never forget the immortal Chris Salaya Lane. Now, uh, we do have one more 1997 hit to talk about, but we'll save that for later, because right now, it's time for trivia. Yeah, fuck yeah, bring it on. All right, so uh, are we all ready to play? We haven't played trivia in a while, so what order should we go in? I'll go first. So we'll do Mike. Is that a cool with everybody? Yeah, sure. They don't like it when I go last because I'm so good. You want to do Mike Marco Florence? Is that what you want to do? Sure. Okay. Oh, he's going to win anyway, so whatever. Mike Marco Florence (laughs) sounds like a a cool band. Mm -hmm. Mike Marco Florence and not Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you ready for this? Yeah. You ready for this? So this is a 1997 trivia game, and it's about the movies of 1997, which is cool because we talked about a lot of them. So we'll see if that helps any of you with your answer. I should also point out, I haven't written a trivia game in a long time, so this is incredibly easy. Here we go. Mike, this film from 1997 stars Jill the dog as Verdell. <laughs> Is it A, Verdell's Day Off, <laughs> B, Dog Park <laughs> Adventures, C, As Good As It Gets, or D, As Good As Verdell? Oh, my God. oh no, here we go. <laughs> Now, Andy, mm-hmm. you didn't write yourself into a funny corner, did you? Because that was pretty good. I liked it. That might be the is best it, one, actually. Is it downhill from here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As good as Verdell might be the best one. <laughs> Let's do as good as it gets. That is correct. All right, now we go to Florent or Marco. Florent Marco, what? Yeah. Marco. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio was originally offered the role of Eddie Adams in Boogie Nights. He liked the screenplay, but turned it down because he had already signed on to do what movie? Was it A, Titanic, B, Romeo and Juliet, C, Boogie Days, or D, The Man in the Iron Mask? Uh, I'll go for E, P. Diddy. No, um, it was because of Titanic. It has to be. That is correct. Yes. All right, Florence. like that. Great. (laughs) Okay, Florence, here you go. Okay. Gene Siskel selected this as the best film of 1997, where Frodo famously slides down a hill after a shocking event. Is it A, Electric Winter, B, Thunder in Paradise, C, The Ice Storm, or D, cube. What? Yeah, why did you give her the difficult ones? That's ridiculous. Cube. What the? I literally don't know no. any of those movies. What the fuck? Or that person that you mentioned. Gene Siskel was a, uh, oh. him and Roger Ebert. used to. Frodo was a Baggins. And uh, Frodo famously <laughs> slides down a hill after a shocking event. What? Andy, what kind of I don't know what he's talking. I don't even remember the answers. Uh, okay, I, I don't know. We just got don't, electric. Don't even, okay, I'm going to tell you them I'm again. I'm not right? going to know. Electric winter, thunder <laughs> in paradise, the ice storm, or cube. The 1997 movie. Is that what you're saying? That is correct. <laughs> Which 1997 movie? Are any of those movies 97? Yes. Oh, I literally I don't know. B. Which is th- thunder in paradise? Sure. 
That is incorrect. Mike. No idea. Um, it would be the ice storm. That is correct. See how fucking rigged this shit is. That was a movie I uh, (laughs) failed to mention on the list because I didn't think we'd. You did that on purpose. Did you care about the ice storm? That was going to come up in the questions later. (laughs) How the hell would I know that? Um, It was. uh, Yeah, that's uh, people who know the film will appreciate the question. All right. Okay, Marco. (laughs) Marco, this question's for you. Yes, yes, man. The director of this 1997 film had an affair with and then married his adoptive daughter Soon Yi. Is This is another one I didn't mention. Is uh, the movie just I didn't think it was relevant. Is the movie for you and the clock? A. Mighty Aphrodite. B. Deconstructing Harry. C. Disassembling Arnold or D. Husbands and Wives. It's got to be uh Deconstructing Harry. It has to be because I That is some weird shit. Correct. Oh, man. All right, Florence. It's like a 70s game show where like the answers don't matter cuz everyone knows what's happening. All right, uh Florence. Yeah. According to the screenwriter of this film, Johnny Depp's 1994 arrest for destroying a hotel room helped him get cast. People thought he was dark and dangerous. <laughs> was the movie A? <laughs> was the movie A, Hotel California? B, Nick of Time? C, Don- Donnie Brasco? Or D... <laughs> Sorry. Or D, room service dynamo. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Sorry. That was dumb. Um, um, I mean, I don't actually know the answer to this question, but I know that Johnny Depp was in Donnie Brasco, so that's going to be my answer. That is correct. <laughs> All right, Mike. By the way, Nick of Time, mm. entertainingly bad movie. I've seen it once, a long Wait, time ago. Wait, did I? Did we watch this? It's got Charles S. Dutton. He's amazing. Wait, have I seen Nick of Time? Nick of Time is where they kidnap his daughter, and they like force him to assassinate the senator lady at the hotel. I don't. Okay, I don't think I've ever seen this. All right, Mike. But I've seen like the. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got another question for you. All right, this movie. Was the first time Jodie Foster had ever worked with blue screen technology. She is quoted as saying, It was a blue room, blue walls, blue roof. It was just blue, blue, blue. It was really tough. Was the movie A, Contact, B, Panic Room, C, Nell, or D, Eiffel 65? Eiffel 65. Eiffel 65. Have you seen Nell? the answer. Have you seen Nell? No. Dude, the whole movie, she's like, my name, Nell. Sounds like shit. (laughs) It's definitely something South Park would make fun of. That would be Contact. That is correct. All right, Marco. That's another one I saw like four times in the movies. Contact is good. So, Marco, we'll ask you one question and then uh, play me a song when you're done, okay? Sure. Okay. All right, Marco, this question's for you. This cheap Canadian film was shot on the same set and they just kept changing the color of the lights. (laughs) Was it A, One Night in Toronto, B, Cube, C, Murder Square, or D, Cube 2 Hypercube. I was waiting to reference Cube 2 Hypercube. 
It was Cube. One uh, absolutely brilliant movie. Uh, really good. For what they had and what they, like you said, it was one room. Incredible. That is correct. Cube yeah, 2 is also you. really good. Sure. Hyper Cube. I think it, it's a straight to sci-fi movie, I think. Hey, Marco. Yes? Play me a song. Play you a song? Yes, okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, I will play you a song. From a producer I just discovered called Mark D, and he's from Italy. And uh, he's got a new one out that I'm really liking. Uh, It's a really cool track. It's called Submerged. All right, and it's uh, brought to you by the generous Patreon supporters in the Random Amount Club, the the 1273 to 2049 Club. We're talking about Gary Heather, Albion Algorithm, Mads, Baron Christensen, Luke Jackson, Kudzost, Gene Creamer, Private Eye, Sarah Buchelman, Rachel Buchelman, Toots, Waylon, Kasky, Geospatial, Joshua Winter, and Forged in Neon. And this is Mark D. with Submerged.
right, and that was Mark D. Marco's 11th pick today on the Beyond Synth Family Show. Brought to you by my benevolent patrons in the $25 Club. Like David Evans, Sir Micathy, Robert Conglomerate, your imaginary friend Petey, and Slade. And uh, we got to continue our 1997 movie trivia game. I'm, of course, here with Mike, Marco, and Florence. And Florence, uh, you're up next. Oh, hooray. All right, you ready? Yep. <laughs> In this movie, a mustachioed Robert De Niro shoots a lady in an outdoor parking lot. Is it A, the parking attendant, B, Copland, C, analyze this, or D, Jackie Brown? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I literally have no idea. Um, wait, read me the first, uh, read me the answers again. The parking attendant, Copland, Analyze this or Jackie Brown. <laughs> I don't know. The parking attendant. <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry, Florence. That is incorrect. Uh, Mike. As you kept saying them, I was more confused. What was two again? Two was Copland. C was Analyze This. And D was Jackie Brown. <laughs> Uh, um, a mustachioed Robert De Niro shoots a lady in an outdoor parking lot. Let's say... Oh, I know that Copland is stacked, but I don't remember if he's in that. Let's say Jackie Brown. That is... Correct. Oh, I don't remember that movie too much. I know it's got a banging soundtrack. All right, Marco. Yes, man. In Titanic, a 17-year-old aristocrat falls in love with a kind but poor artist aboard the luxurious, ill-fated RMS Titanic. One year earlier, Billy Zane donned the famous purple tights of what comic book hero? That's my favorite. Is it A, The Shadow, B, The Phantom, C, The Spectre, or D, The Phantom 2 Hypercube? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's The Phantom. I'm pretty sure. That is... Correct. Phantom is a really amazingly schlocky movie. (laughs) And Billy Zane rides a horse through the forest of the jungle in these crazy tights. It's so stupid. (laughs) It's a really dumb movie. Mm -hmm. Hey, Florence. Yeah? In this satanic supernatural law thriller, Keanu Reeves gets manipulated (laughs) by a devilish Al Pacino until it turns out it was an elaborate dream sequence. Or was it? What was the movie called? Was it A, Chain Reaction, B, Satan's Law, C, The Devil's Advocate, or D, The Rural Juror? (laughs) Satan's Law. Uh, (laughs) The Devil's Advocate. That is correct. That one I did know. All right, Mike, back to you. Satan's Law. Hey, Mike, back in 1997, when Kevin Smith was making good films, he made this one. Was it A, Chasing Amy, B, Mallrats, C, Dogma, or D, Cop Out? Chasing Amy, Copland. Yeah, that, too easy. All right, Marco. Yes, man, I'm ready. <laughs> the rest of these are so easy because we've talked about all of them. <laughs> In this film, Ethan Hawke plays a genetically inferior man who assumes <laughs> the identity of a superior one in order to pursue his lifelong dream of space travel. Oh my God. Is it A, Space Jeans, B, Gattaca, <laughs> B, 
before sunrise or before sunset. I feel like uh, I was. I mean, this is the trivia that's for me because I, I I was at the movies all the time watching all these movies. So it's definitely Gattaca. Yes, that is correct. All right, Why'd you say space jeans. What were you thinking about? Were you thinking about that knockoff movie? Yeah. Uh, well, it's jeans, like genetic, like <laughs> counterfeit jeans. Jeans. Oh, okay. Knockoff yeah. jeans in space. <laughs> Counterfeit jeans in space. I heard the homophone of jeans. That is correct. All right, homophone. Florence. <laughs> yes. I'm going to read the plot description as written by some random guy on Internet Movie Database. You ready? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. And uh, I think we've established in this episode that you haven't seen this, so this will be good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> Sean Archer, a very tough, rugged FBI agent, is still grieving for his dead son, Michael. Archer believes that his son's killer is the sworn enemy and very powerful criminal, Caster Troy. One day, Archer has finally cornered Caster. However, their fight has knocked out Troy cold. As Archer finally breathes easy over the capture of his enemy, he finds out that Troy has planted a bomb that will destroy the entire city of Los Angeles and all of its inhabitants. Unfortunately, the only other person who knows its location is Castor's brother Pollux, and he refuses to talk. The solution? A special operation doctor that can cut off people's faces and can place a person's face onto another person. Archer undergoes one of these surgeries to talk to Pollux. However, Castor Troy somehow regains consciousness and now wants revenge on Archer for taking his face. Not only is Troy ruining Archer's mission, but his personal life as well. <laughs> Archer must stop Troy again. This time, it's personal. And that was written by John Wiggins. <laughs> Fucking John Wiggins. And the answers are... A. FBI mission. B. Face off. C. Face the music or D time after face. <laughs> I'm so glad this was my question. Um, B face off. That is correct. See, I was paying attention. All right, Mike. Deconstructing Harry. Part of me. Hmm? Here we go. <laughs> Event Horizon was the film Paul <laughs> W.S. Anderson directed after Mortal Kombat. In the movie, the crew receive a distress signal from a ship that disappeared during its maiden voyage. What was the name of the ship? Was it A, the Event Horizon, B, the Stellar Kano, C, the Sam Neill, or D, the Paramount? The Sam Neill. I think... I think the answer is Event Horizon. That is correct. No. Do you see? Do you see? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marco. Yes, man, I'm ready. This is interesting because if you get this right... I win, I know. No, there will be aware. a tie. <laughs> and I don't know what to do about a tiebreaker. Tie I don't know what to do about that. Because I don't have a... Well, I automatically win because Mike's got the advantage, the home ground No, I think it so automatically... automatically uh, I get a question. All right, here we go. Marco. <laughs> yes. In the fifth element, there's <laughs> oh, a no. scene where authorities scan Bruce Willis's apartment looking for a criminal suspect. When the police ask Bruce Willis if he is classified as human, he replies, A, no speaks the English. B, no, I am a meat popsicle. C, yippee Kai, fuck off. Or D, smoke you. <laughs> uh, I'm actually not 100% sure. I think it's one, it's A, isn't it? A is no speaks the English. Yes. Is that your answer? I think so. That is incorrect. 
Florence, what does oh, Bruce God. Willis say? I don't know either. The police ask Bruce Willis if he is classified as human, and he replies, No speaks the English. No, I am a meat popsicle. Yippee-ki, fuck off, or smoke you. Well, I know he says smoke you at some point because oh, we were no. talking about that. But I feel like he says meat popsicle. That is correct. Oh, fuck yeah. Right. <laughs> Someone's been paying attention. Marco. Yeah, whatever. Which means that Mike has won the trivia game by one point. It actually... Is uh, six for Mike, five for Marco, four for Florence. Uh, we all had a good time. Well done, Mike. Congratulations, mate. To me. It- <laughs> 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 so how about this? Let's wrap this fucking show up. Uh, we're going to listen to another song, and then we'll talk about the, the last 1997 hit. As the trivia champion, I, I want to say a special message. Time not important. <laughs> Only life important. That's from the fifth element. <laughs> I will do as you command, but please hurry. You still have time. Time not important. Only life important. All right, Marco, what you got for me? All right, I got an awesome track here. I've actually had this on repeat for a while, mate. Uh, It's a new one from Doctor called Kisses in the Dark featuring Pine. It's got to be Pine, right, Andy? P-Y-N? Yeah, once you sent me the track to check out, I, I was actually curious as to how to pronounce all this, because obviously Doctor is just D-O-C-T-R, and then it looks like it's Pin, like P-Y-N, and I watched some videos on her Instagram, because I was like scrolling through looking to see if there's a video where she says her name, but she also has an accent, and it sounds like she says Peen, which could be either Peen or Pin, but said with an accent. But hey, you can you can let us know. So in the meantime, she says pin on her video. So that's how I'm going to say it. Ah, uh, there's some really good uh, high energy uh, disco, Italo disco stuff here, Andy, for you. All right, cool. And it's uh, it's brought to you by the Radical Dudes in the Twenty Five Dollar Club. I'm talking about Cargo Cult, Luau, Alex Seligson, Neverman, Techno Ben, Eurobeat Intensifies, and A Star Apart. And this is Doctor with the track Kisses in the Dark featuring Peen. Thank you. 
That was Doctor with the track Kisses in the Dark featuring Pin the Radio Cut. Marco's 12th pick this week. We got lots of songs uh, this week. And that song, of course, was brought to you by the honorable patrons in the $25 Club. Like Restless Nights, Honeybeard, Johnny Five, Kempson, and Joseph Richards. Uh, and we're back with the Beyonce family looking back at the number one Billboard hits of 1997. And we got one left. Well, actually two, because it's another one of those fucking double singles again. Double A side. A double A side. Which uh, Marco is a big fan of, <laughs> and it is. Uh, yes. I guess we'll tackle both of these. So there's. Uh, it's Elton John with "Candle in the Wind," 1997. You called out to our country, and you whispered to those in pain. Now you belong to heaven, and the stars spell out your name. So I give this a one. It's almost the same thing as like the hip hop tracks, but this one's tough because musically it's a decent song, but the lyrics are way too cringy for me. Like the candle in the wind part is fine, but the other lyrics are a little too on the nose. And ultimately like the new lyrics make the song worse for that. Cause like I would much rather listen to the original version of the song with the Norma Jean lyrics, but it's just weird because it's also Elton John's song. So he like came out with this and then changed the Norma Jean lyrics to be about 
Princess Diana. I think somebody else, I think it said somebody else actually rewrote the lyrics for this. So I don't think that it was Elton John. Okay, but it. but I mean, it's his track, right? And he's singing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, he okayed it. Yeah, and so I just think, in a weird way, it's like he's covering his own song, but doing it worse. <laughs> so I just give it a one. Like, I just don't like it. Like, it's just kind of corny, and like, I'd rather listen to the original one with the original lyrics, so... I give it a one. Florence. I gave the song a two. I mean, I don't really like the song, especially the way he does it here, but I can kind of appreciate what's happening. So I gave it a two. It's whatever. It's definitely not Elton John's best thing in the world. And I also gave the other song a two. Something about the way you look tonight, which I thought was kind of boring and it was just kind of whatever. Yeah, I guess I, I, I gave something about the way you look tonight a two as well. I just think it's kind of there. Same. Yeah. So, so I don't know what that does because I gave the other one a one. I'm just going to keep my overall score a one. I don't care. Uh, Marco. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I give, uh, it's no surprise, I give both of them a one. Just uh, terrible stuff. I mean, look, it was a good cause and all that shit. Pretty tragic, you know, the circumstances around it. But it's just bores the hell out of me, that song. It's terrible. I'm sorry. And then the second one's shit too. So there you go. <laughs> Don't you ever release a double single again, ever, please. I love your, uh, <laughs> that whole double single thing from the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. It's, I'm so glad it died, though. I really am. I mean, now it's, I, anyway. Uh, how about you, Mike? I am indifferent. I kind of like the original, but I don't really have a connection to it, or I don't know. It's whatever. <laughs> I don't dislike it. That's it. For both? Yeah, I was going to say the second song, too. I don't know. I feel like that one's a one for me, but maybe I'll remain optimistic and give them both a two. Well, I think in this case, then maybe you average out. If I keep mine a one and you make yours a two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Andy, you're the men to my black. Well, then that's the... What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what? You're the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so that's that's 1997. Seven. In a three-hour nutshell. Yeah, so... Say, say yeah, seven again. Say seven! seven. So, I guess let's, uh, Florence, do the math, and let's get the fuck out of here. Wait, we're not going to okay. list the December movies? Oh, shit, what are they? Yeah, quick. <laughs> you can't. Uh, we've got to mention Titanic, please. Listen, Amistad, that's your favorite shit movie, right, Marco? My favorite shit movie? Yeah. <laughs> No, that movie was fine. What the hell's your problem, man? Holy God. I don't think I've ever seen Amistad. Make it a point to do so. Um, Amistad is kind of a masterpiece by Steven Spielberg. Man, it's got a great cast and it got a great story and got a great everything. And Deconstructing Harry followed it. But then Home Alone 3 came out with Scarlett Johansson. Did you even know that? What? Is she the star of it? She's like Kevin's teenage sister. Well, maybe not Kevin. Whoever the fuck the kid in the third movie is. <laughs> okay. I love Kevin McAllister. Anyone else can fuck right off. <laughs> Scream 2, Wes Craven, reinventing his own reinvention. You like that one? I didn't know this was a December movie. That's okay, right? Scream 2 is fine. I remember it's got a great soundtrack. Then I also like Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> <laughs> Mouse Hunt. You ever guys see Mouse Hunt? No. With the Nathan Lane, Christopher Walken here. I think here. I... I think I did see that, but I don't remember any Charming. Of it. Super charming. It's like a, a live action cartoon movie. And then Marco's favorite movie, mm-hmm. Titanic. Or should I say Titanic? <laughs> oh, what a masterpiece. Uh, With Titanic. that shock ending. James Cameron. <laughs> uh, again. <laughs> shock ending. Again, 
making uh, a movie that made the money most money of all time. Remember how much of a big deal it was for the whole like destruction scene where like the CGI guy like flips down and then hits um, the fan and like bounces yeah. away. I remember that was such a big deal. The one issue I have with that movie when I watch it back, the CGI puffs of smoke that come out of their mouth at the end of the movie when it's so cold and like the it's not smoke. What do you call it when you breathe when it's cold and the frost carbon air frost? It's not called frost. Uh, cigarette smoker freeze. Ah, oh, what do you call it when like you breathe in the winter time and like you see your breath? What's the word? Um Aurora Borealis. Okay. Fuck. No, we, we should know. This is like is a dumb thing not to know. Uh, Breast steam. <laughs> premature ejaculation. I don't know. Seeing your JCVD. breath. CVD. Uh, I literally don't know. Did, I thought called, there was like a word. You, with, I don't think so. I, I always just said frost oh. breath. <laughs> I just said like, oh, I can see my breath. Yeah, but yeah, I thought... Dragon breath. Is there no word for it? I don't fog. think there's a word for it. Like breath fog. I keep on wanting to say condensation, but I'm like, it's not condensation. Mist. What is the vapor smoke coming out of your mouth called? Smoke. Some people call it fog breath, foggy breath, frosty breath, frosty breath, or cold breath. Interesting. So there isn't a word. Yeah, no. Shit stains. Anyway. (laughs) 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 Somebody lost a joke. In medical terms, it is called exhaled breath condensate, EBC. Okay. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, just say EBC. Everyone will know what you're talking about. I smoked ABC last week. <laughs> yeah, I just find it distracting. And the cold breath, like special effects, is just all I focus on when I see that sequence. But what did you expect me to do? It was really cold out there, Andy. What did you, th- what did you expect them to do? They should have filmed it in a freezer and done it for real. <laughs> like, the breath should have been real. Yeah, fair enough. All right. As a special effect, it distracts from the scene because it's so mm. obviously a special effect. Florence, what do you think of Titanic? I liked it. I, I mean, I had friends who were like really obsessed with it. Fun fact for me: the last time I saw that movie was in the theater in huh. probably 1998. You haven't seen that. I movie would say since then. I haven't seen that movie since the 90s. You didn't watch it on the two VHS. <laughs> I remember that. No. Was it so long? No, I mean, I had friends who had that, but we just, I just never, never watched classic it. Classic gold box. Another classic movie with um, Billy Zane. I was busy watching Star Wars, okay? Another gold box. I was very obsessed with Star Wars at this point. And you're right, it was, it, I, I looked it up. Special Editions was the beginning of the year, and that's when I got into it. And I never went back, man. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars forever. <laughs> it was the only movie I cared about. You know what? I tried Star Wars out. I turned around and went the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's someone's story. <laughs> I'm sure. All right. Now, Andy, talk for nine minutes about Tomorrow Never Dies, because I've never heard you talk about this one. I like Tomorrow Never Dies. I actually didn't mind it. And tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a uh, Sheryl Crow does the song. I like the song. <laughs> I like the movie. Basically, Pierce Brosnan and James Bonds just go down. So, like, GoldenEye is the best, and then I think Tomorrow Never Dies is the second best, and then they just kind of just keep on getting worse and worse. But Tomorrow Never Dies is, like, cheesy but fun. Michelle Yeoh's fine. And Bad Guy's kind of weak, but it's it's got a nostalgic sort of quality to it. Yeah. That's Tomorrow Never Dies. Well, what'd you think about The Postman with Kevin Costner? <laughs> Never watched it. <laughs> Mr. Magoo with Leslie Nielsen. Oh, dude, I I pressed play on Mr. Magoo a few weeks ago because it was on Disney, and it opened with one of those disclaimers about, like, this this movie has racism in it. 
And I looked and I was like, there might be some uh, depictions in this movie that might That's be culturally insensitive. That's a Disney insensitive. movie, right? Yeah, and then I was wondering, what the hell is it? And then Jennifer Garner shows up playing an Asian woman. And I'm like, oh, oh I wonder what no. that's what it is. <laughs> she's like, she's playing the daughter of something. And I don't even, I don't know if they said she was half. I think she's full on just playing an Asian woman. She was like dressed in like, uh, like a kimono type garb. And anyway, Hanson, love it. Oh dear. Anyway, uh, Wag the Dog, Dustin Hoffman, Oscar and Lucinda Ray Fiennes. That was a well-regarded movie. And then last but not least, well, I liked An American Werewolf in Paris. I saw that in theaters. Probably shouldn't have. I was too young for that. Mm. Listen, Jackie Brown, Quentin Tarantino, Pam Greer, and the rest, Michael Keaton, Chris Tucker. It's a great cast. It's a great movie. I love that movie. Yeah, Jackie Brown is definitely one that I didn't quite get at the time, because coming off of you know Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, when Jackie Brown came out, it was sort of like, oh, this one was good, but it's not as good as his other ones. But then watching it recently was like, oh no, this movie's awesome. Like it's, I think at the time, I, I, I got the feeling it was like that for a lot of people, where we just felt like, oh, like it's good. But not as strong as the other ones. But like um, the uh, Elton John song we just talked about. Yeah, tying it together. But it is. But Jackie <laughs> Brown is good, and there's a lot of really funny performances in that. And uh, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, um, maybe I remember the soundtrack more than I do the movie. That's possible. This is really, really strong soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And those are the movies of 1997. All right, so let's wrap this up and do some math and fucking end the show. So, Marco, how about you play me one last song, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. All right. Wow. Celerect LA Dreams has an awesome new album out. Uh, features some really good tracks. Uh, the one that stands out to me is called This Is The Life. The album itself is called Hindsight, and it's available at all the usual streaming services and Bandcamp, of course. All right, and it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, the last of the $25 patrons, we got Ken Giroux, Blake Peterson, and Clint Dowling. And then, of course, there's Hugh Hefner in the 2666 Club, Retro Serenade with the 33, and Jacob Wick, my semi-sonic friend. And this is Celerect LA Dreams with This Is The Life.
And that was This Is The Life by Celerect LA Dreams. Marco's last pick of the week because now we got to wrap up this uh, 1997 Billboard hit show and Florence is going to tally up our scores. And I know this is a weird thing to do right now, but I want to do some birthdays because <laughs> I'm disorganized and I don't want to forget and I know this episode is late. So I just want to say a happy birthday to Jimmy Groon on June the 3rd. And he wrote a little letter in. He says, Hi, long time beyond synth listener here. You probably know me as Jimmy Groon, which is my real name and the name that shows up in the PayPal donations. June 3rd is my birthday, so if you're doing shoutouts, give me a mention. Keep up the good work. Your podcast brings me joy and eases the tedium of long working days. And he's going to be 38 years old. 38 years young. That's what I say. Anyway, listen, uh, I hope you have a happy birthday, Jimmy, and uh, keep on being a cool guy. And also, happy belated birthday to Run the Skyway. That's right, May 31st. It shouldn't have been belated because, honestly, this episode was late because I had a cold and a whole bunch of other things. So I apologize. I hope you had a lovely birthday. Run the Skyway on May 31st. And coming up uh, in just a few days, on June the 7th, a happy birthday to Gaz from Honeybeard. That's right, Gary, also known as Gaz. I hope you have a lovely birthday wherever you are. I think he was, like, traveling back to Ireland or something. So I hope you are doing good. You're a cool guy. And uh, hopefully we can go get a beer before I get the fuck out of here. And now let's wind things down. So just to remind everyone, we've been rating these Billboard hits with a score of 1 to 5, with 1 being the lowest score and 5 meaning you love the song. So that's where these scores are coming from. So... Florence, let's do it. Okay, so um, in terms of the music of 1997, Andy gave this year a 1.5, which is a 30%. Mm. So he obviously didn't like it. Is that my worst? Mm. No. No, there's one that was like 1.26 maybe. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, 93. Yeah, you hated 93. Yeah. All right, I gave this year a 2.0, which is a 40%, so I was pretty indifferent to everything. Uh, Marco also gave this year a 1.5, 30%. Yeah, Marco. Same as Andy. I agree with you, Andy. And Mike, for I think the first time ever... Has something below a four? Ooh. <laughs> Is that true? No, I, I've given I, other I don't songs know. twos, maybe. I don't know. I put it down to Mike finally maturing, you know, and realizing. Uh, <laughs> 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 Sorry. No, 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 no. Listen, you guys are out of touch and you're fucking misers. And we're out of time. <laughs> and we are out of time because we got to stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> Mike gave this year a 3.0, which is 60%. Collectively, Th- these were very even numbers. Wow, yeah. I don't know why. This is very ridiculous. Collectively, we were straight up just a. We gave this year a two at forty percent. We were indifferent. What'd you guys think about the Men in Black song? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that was Beyonce's yeah, family yeah. show. All right, listen. Uh, thanks for listening to the show, everybody. That was 1997. Uh, we'll be back doing another family show in like a month. I'll give Marco a month to pick some songs. Yes. He'll give Marco a month to mull it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mull that, Marco. Mm-hmm. To mull over my loss in that game. And I hope you all have a, uh, a lovely day. Do you want to say goodbye, Mike? Yeah. Uh, goodbye to Marco and Florence. Um, and not Andy, of course. Mm. And um, <laughs> go check out the chart, the retro chart, retro power chart. I've been doing it. It's back up. It's back online. Let's do it. What's the website? Go to Retro Power Chart on Spotify. 
just give it a like, give it a listen. It's going to update every week. Awesome. And uh, Florence. Hey, before I go, go and buy tickets. If you are on the West Coast, let's put it that way. If you're in the West Coast, go and buy tickets to a Betamax and Parallel show because we will be coming to a town near you. Oh, wait, what's the date? Because um, I think this is going to air after that. That's starting in June. June? Yeah, June 1st. Get your shit together, Andy. Jesus. You're well, hold on, man. No. <laughs> literally, if you saw that, I, I literally have planned up to episode 333. Marco, give him a break. Mo Literally goes right. problems. Fucking, right. Here we go. Devours, Come then on, King Andy. Steven, then Family Show 97, then Dead Life, Catch Up, Color Theories, Time Cop, Catch Up, Family Show 1998. So we should be fine. So if you are on the West Coast, you should go buy tickets to a Betamax and Parallel show because we will be coming to a town near you. I will be playing keyboards for Parallels. Ooh. So um, come say hi. With your DX7? No, I'm not bringing my DX7 on the road. There's no <laughs> way. That's stupid. We are starting our tour in San Francisco on June 1st and we're going to end in uh, Long Beach on June, June 12th. Go on social media. It's all over stuff. Go to Parallels, um, Instagram, Betamax's stuff. You'll see it. Awesome. So go, go buy tickets to that. Are you offering a streaming version via cryptocurrency? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. All right. Well, uh, go do it. Go check out uh, Parallels live show. You'll see the lovely Glitbiter playing keyboards and Betamax. We playing as well. That'll be a cool double bill. Yeah. Of course, we were also touring with Missing Words, Teal, and Slack Machine. Yeah. So it's a stacked lineup, nice. guys. That's nice. Yeah. Awesome. It'll be fun. Well, then people should go fun. check that out. Get tickets. Yep. Uh, do it. And uh, Marco, say goodbye. All right. Goodbye. No, it was a pleasure. It always is. I I thoroughly enjoyed this, and um, it was good fun. Um, I hope everybody else enjoys listening to it too, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Awesome, and uh, goodbye for me, and uh, tune in next time to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Uh, Nice work. Fuck yeah. Thanks for listening. Beyond Synth is made possible by the supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash beyondsynth or donating via PayPal at beyondsynth.com. If you want to submit music to the show, please email beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. May the Force be with you.